Hey guys, how you doing? Um, this week's podcast was another live stream I did on Alien Addict, but this one was a bit different. It was um, it was like a, a panel show where I kind of feel like I kind of felt like a bit of a grifter on anyone that's interested in like UFO stuff probably knows who third faded phase of moon are um blake who is on the show uh and his brother uh, i can't remember his brother's name i know i know the, i know the surname is cousins um but the, the in fact the only reason i can remember blake's name is the fact it was on the screen it was written under his face that's why because that's how stupid i am um they are one of the biggest if not the biggest uh youtube channel for ufos and uh it was really, really fucking interesting for me, someone like that does most of their time trying to be fucking funny for people or talking about Formula One or doing those two things together in some form. Um, it was it was interesting for me to sneak on to one of these sort of panel shows that, you know, uh, I think up uh, between third phase, including the parts of that panel show on their channel and Ollie's Alien Addict channel, I think it's been seen by over 30,000 people now. Um, yeah, so that was like, it it was, it was, it was really interesting for me to be involved with because these are the sort of things that I watch YouTube for, you know, I watch these things on YouTube and, uh, that was my watch being, sorry, not going to edit it. Hmm. Um, that's just, it's one of those things I watch YouTube for. And to be involved with that, I mean, the third phase, I don't know if any of you guys have seen it on Amazon prime. Um, but I, I don't know if it's Prime. It might not. I know it's on Amazon Prime, but I think it might be one you have to pay for. It's not like part of the subscription service. But there's a documentary on that called Countdown Disclo- Disclosure. Uh, it was up until recently on the featured page. I think. I think it still it still might be. Um, that's Third Phase of Moon's documentary. That's on Amazon Prime. So you know these guys are like doing doing more than just like little YouTube things, and they're fucking heavily involved in the in the subject and I, fa- I i find the whole thing fascinating like the whole the whole experience it was a really good live stream i think it's gonna be a really good podcast for you bit of a slog two and a half hours but i'm sure it's interesting enough for you to get through even if it isn't in one sitting like usual if you want to come and help me out uh, obviously, there's changes going on in Musty Audio now. You can maybe, maybe you can f- feel there's some sort of change going on with content. Um, I'm I am going to start doing more YouTube content, um, especially on this type of thing because I really enjoy doing it. Um, but yeah, there's going to be some changes. But basically, I like making content, so there's always going to be something. So we'll we'll just see where it goes. I'm trying to toy around with ideas and way to mix things up at the moment. Um, so yeah, if you want to help me continue to do this type of thing, go to the Musty Audio Patreon, sign up to one of the tiers, and yeah, it's I might even start doing like a, a, a monthly hangout or something like that on um, uh, on Patreon because you know it's you guys if you guys support me on Patreon, so it would be it would be interesting to know like your feedback and what 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 you how you think I should sort of steer the ship a little bit. Um, so yeah, you can go to Patreon, Musty Audio, no bother if you don't. If you don't, I'd really like it if you shared this podcast. Someone really wants to get in touch with me, don't they? Yeah. Um, so 
other than that, come and talk to me on social media. I'm at a total shunt uh, on Twitter and Instagram. You can look for uh, Third Phase of Moon. They're on all the stuffs as well as Third Phase of Moon. You can look for Alien Addict on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, Dark Hour Paranormal is on YouTube, and I know he's on Twitter. I'm not sure about Instagram. Um, Oswaldo Franco, who is on our uh, on our panel, uh, is a very He's an interesting character. I had a little bit of a, I had a little, a little spat with him because I think he was lying to me um, on the on the live stream. Yeah, so uh, yeah, he he took a bit of he took he took a bit of Lee sass. Um, yeah, but I think he's on Twitter. You'll have to look for Oswaldo Franco. Um, Goofon Radio, Goofon Radio's on uh, Instagram, Twitter. And YouTube, and you've, if you listen to the, these podcasts that I do, you'll know Rich anyway. I've done shows with Rich before. He's a fucking lovely guy. He is absolutely dry as sand, and I think he's hilarious. Uh, other than that, I hope you enjoy the show. I've rambled for five whole minutes, five whole minutes of an intro to an over two-hour podcast. Look at me. I'm so egotistical. I just want you to listen to me. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye. Listening to Must See Audio. Don't know why I flicked the fingers, but good evening, folks, and welcome to to, to Alien Addict. I nearly said welcome to Third Phase of Moon there. Um, and the guys are already waiting down below because I can see him. Blake's just dropped in. Uh, I thought Blake might be a little bit late, but it's, it's all good. We're going to have a hell of a show tonight. And uh, we've got a lot to discuss. So without further ado, I'm going to bring up the boys. Um, a few of them already know each other, but a few of them don't know each other. Blake, cousins, welcome to the show, my friend. Can you What's hear up, me? Alex? How you doing? You got me clear? I've got you clear. You look wonderful, mate. You look, it's crystal, crystal. Dark Perfect. hour. How you doing, mate? You good? I can't hear you, but you do look, you look great. We don't need the audio. We just need to look at you. You look fine. <laughs> Richard. Hey, is this thing on? Thanks for it, having it, me. It is on, mate. Yeah. It's, it's on tonight. Definitely on tonight. And yeah. we have Lee from Mussy Audio. Captain, all around Boys. podcast grifter at your service. How is everybody in this fine evening? We've got a lot to discuss. A little bit. Yeah. Doing so, good. Thanks for asking. Lot on the table. Blake, I, I, I just I want to start with, with yourself just because um, I'm aware that I don't know how long this is going to be, this show, and I don't know how long you've got, but you 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 guys are calling something out that's going to happen in the next couple of weeks, hopefully, and you're going to get Greer with Lou. Did you did you say Lou's lawyer as well, and possibly um, Nick Pope? Well, you know, uh, yeah, about three days ago, and it's good to be on the show. Glad to be on, Alien Attic. Good to see uh, you, oh, Dark Hour yeah. Paranormal, 
Uh, good to see you, Rich and Lee. Hey, Lee, 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 Lee. So, yeah, anyway, you know, I talked to Dr. Greer, I think it was like four in the morning his time. He's in North Carolina, and he um, he had a lot to say in basically what's going on in today's narrative of basically this threat, this threat, and he's not happy about it. So he called out all these names. He wanted us to share this video on his channel. And I call him up afterwards. I say, hey, look, let's get these guys on so they could let's get a debate going, a communication, any kind of, you know, a discussion. Let's hear both sides of the story, both sides of the narrative. And, uh, you know, I've already reached out to a few of the people. Uh, you know, Dr. Greer is on board. He's ready to take them all on. And that, I, I give him a lot of respect for that. It takes some guts. So, you know, I can say people are um, hesitant to talk to Dr. Greer. Some people call him the lion. You know, it, he'd be kind of a heavy-duty guy to debate. But, hey, these guys are saying this in the mainstream media. Why not come on a channel and just talk? Let's just talk. But people are afraid to talk. Um, I can say I had, I've reached out to a couple of people. Some people still, they're thinking, they're thinking. So let's keep our fingers crossed in two weeks. If these, if these guys have the cojones to take on Dr. Greer and just have a discussion. It's not like we want to create like this rumble in the jungle, but we do want to create this dialogue that is necessary in this field. And, you know, these guys should oblige to come on this channel. They, you know, Luis Elizondo will come on any channel on YouTube. You might only have 10 subscribers on your channel, but he'll come yeah. on your channel and he'll have maybe five to 20 people watching. Why not come on our channel where we have tens, maybe if not hundreds of thousands of people watching and uh, get eyeballs on this. This is the point. If, if he really wants to get the word out, if Nick Pope, uh, Daniel Sheehan, you know, J Jeremy Corbell and Luis Elizondo, if they got a message, why not come on the one of the largest platforms in regards to this phenomenon and hash it out? So we're hoping that they do. I know, again, Dr. Greer, he's ready. He, uh, he's excited. It took a little convincing. He thought this would be some kind of like publicity stunt. And why even give these guys even a platform? But I'm saying, hey, look, you know, this is the place to uh, have a discussion. So let's hope they come forward. But right now, we'll see. I, I'm having my fingers crossed. There's a lot of things going on. So that's that's kind of... I, I've got my fingers crossed for you because I'm excited for this. Because I, I do think it was a great call that Blake because it needs to happen because he, he's Greer's making like big claims there. And, you know, if, if he's got the balls to actually face them face on, but, and they don't turn up and they've got nothing to hide. What does that say? If they don't show up to a discussion where these guys will talk on the major media or any other small channel on the internet and not uh, face Greer, I think that's going to have a lot to say about who and what these people represent. Yeah, I've I've had issues with Greer in the past, but I have to say, like like, like you, uh, Rich and Dark, I were discussing on Rich's show the other day. I, I I it impressed me what he did. It was it's completely. I mean, I I sent it straight to Rich, but obviously he'd seen it pretty much straight away anyway. But I think the entire people that are into this field have seen this, and I, and it's there's there's going to be a split. But I, I think. Greer has won a lot of hearts back. He's creating a line in the sand. 
And, uh, you know, it is interesting. It, he was dropping names, which is kind of uncharacteristic of, you know, Dr. Greer. I guess he calls out names, but uh, these people in the major media, it was surprising that he called out Nick Pope. And uh, some of these other, he's calling out pretty much all the community. And I'm not going to name some of the names that he mentioned, but he's pretty much not happy with them all because it's interesting. I think our little circle of the thought process on this threat narrative uh, we all are kind of on the same page, but there's a lot of these ufologists that have been in this for decades, and they're just going along with this story because they just want to put out the story. They don't care what the narrative is. It's just they're going to follow what's going on in the headline and just go along with it. And yeah, my, uh, Dr. Greer is not happy with a whole lot of people, not just the names that he mentioned. He's got a lot of issues with a lot of the others that are like big namers. So it really surprised me. Because some of these people are his, uh, you know, affiliates. His, you know, he worked with them, all of them. Daniel Sheehan was in his last documentary. And now, you know, there's things that have changed over the past few months. He's said some things about Nick Pope that really surprises me. But, you know, Nick Pope uh, obliged. He got back to me a day ago. He says, uh, I, I, I can't give away too much information, but, you know, he's aware. Pretty much I think everybody's aware of this uh invitation so well we are going to get sorry go ahead i was just saying we are going to get osvaldo franco uh coming on as and i know you're eager to ask him some questions because he's kind of he's very much ttsa he's very much lou alizando so i know well, no lou's no longer with ttsa but he's kind of like it would be interesting to hear what he has to say since Greer's come out and said this because i've not spoke to him um, since this has all happened. But Lee, you look like you want to ask uh, Blake something there. Yeah, uh, the the Greer thing, I've I've been sceptical of Greer for quite a long time. I think it's the most genuine he's ever come across. You know, it's, he, he seemed desperate to get his point across as quickly as he could do it. Um, but what you say about like, other people in the UFO community, which, yeah, I'm I'm happy that Ollie invites me to come on these things. I don't like consider myself part of that because you guys have been putting all the hard work in where I've just been invited on a few shows, but it seems to be that there's like a group of people that are so desperate for some vindication for what they've been looking for. They don't seem to be looking at the, how this stuff's coming across, why it's coming across, why now, you know, if you look at the the state the world is in, what this is a, a crazy time to all of a sudden, decide right right now's the time now's the time we should be putting this out i just wonder what what why do you think like now is it if if it is it well you know the desperation maybe is the wrong word for dr Bird's statements the other day but obviously the 60 minutes uh expose on the subject matter and the huge amount of audience that's listening to this narrative of this threat Oh, we don't know what, where they are, where they're coming from. Oh, it could be China. It could be Russia. He, you know, Greer's just kind of fed up with that whole idea. He's been warning about it for for years, and I think this this kind of uh, was the straw that broke the camel's back. This sixty minutes, having so many people look at this, and everybody's confused after this CNN thing, and it is exactly what they oh the sixty minutes thing. That's exactly. Uh, the attention of the major media because, you know, it's, we all see it. You don't get to hear the other side of the story. It's the same talking heads over and over again. And it seems like every social media outlet 
who's going on the same uh, script is the one that's getting the play. What's crazy is that when we uh, put out that Dr. Greer video and my, um, you know, discussion with Dr. Greer with the panel the other day, we named the title Dr. Greer, you know, has something to say, what have you. When we search Dr. Greer in the search algorithm, we can't find our videos. Wow. The only videos that he could find are the major medias or maybe even goof on. They'll, they'll, Rich's uh, search will come up on the Greer discussion, but why not third phase? Because we're not part of the, the script and it's interesting. And they don't want, uh, they don't want these big numbers being seen and these massive eyeballs to hear this other side of the story. We all agree that you're watching the news every day. It's the same script over and over and over again. And you only got a few people that are able to talk in the major the media. It's sad, huh? The casting, the casting show is done. They already found their actors and they don't want any <laughs> more people coming into this movie, I guess. Well, you can see what's happened. Like I know Ali's told me before, if you put UFO onto a video, it gets like delisted and deranked now doesn't seem to get delisted if it's cnn or uh, like you say if it's 60 minutes they can put mm-hmm. ufo at the beginning of any any video because I, I did a search the the other day for yeah ufo and uap and it's it's the same thing you get with any other highly politicized story now it's the key players or what they consider as the key players and it's it's gatekeeping isn't it you know, it's crazy, right? It's 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 in broad daylight, plain sight. It's not a it's not a mistake because our algorithm and the search algorithms the way it is that they want you to just go to the major media. You know, there's there's a whole massive audience that thinks the other way, or at least they should have a you know a forum to hear a, the other side. This broken record's getting old. Do you think? For some people, it's too late with Greer because a, a lot of people have, have said that, you know, the guy is is just wanting to sell tickets, this, that, and the other. I know Greer's done a lot of good. I remember Greer way back, actually before 9-11, with the stuff that he was doing. Um, and it's, it's kind of one of the people that really got me into ufology to begin with. But I think for some people, no matter what he says, and because, yes, he's made a living off it, but people... You know, this is what we do. This, if 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 you, if you can make a living of doing something you love, I get that. But I think for some people, they'll think that the guy just wants to make money, and this is just a big thing for him to make money to get this quick video up. You know, because he's wanting what is it seventy dollars to actually get this film made. Uh, oh. I know he's given permission for it to be put out on all platforms, and I get that. But I think some people might be skeptical. Well, I can say this uh, again. Yeah, Greer's been doing this for a long time. I don't agree with everything Greer says, but um, yeah, is it about the money? Uh, should we trust him? Look, isn't this the guy? He told me the other night he turned down two billion dollars with a B, not to give out his inf- this kind of information. And I was kind of thinking about that. Like, really, this guy's like turned down two billion dollars. Okay, well. What if he did accept the two billion and he didn't say anything? Now we wouldn't have documentaries like Unacknowledged, the Countdown to Disclosure, you know, all these these documentaries that have been seen by hundreds of millions of people around the world. Maybe it would have been a a good investment to have them 
be silent for $2 billion. But he, apparently he turned it out. So now you got hundreds of millions of people hearing his message. So he didn't take a penny from us for countdown to disclosure. You know, he gave us our interview for the documentary. It's not, you know, this guy, we talked for two hours and it wasn't recorded. He just wanted to let it out. He sent me some pictures of his family and his grandchildren afterwards. He says, this is what it's about. This is what's the future and what he's worried about. Again, uh, you know, there, you know, if you work hard, there's nothing wrong to, you know, financially gain from good work that you're uh, passionate about. That's, that's not the, there's no issues there in my opinion. And, uh, you know, the fact is hundreds of millions of people have heard his message and maybe, maybe they didn't want that message out. It's creating a different consciousness, obviously, from what we're seeing in the major media. So maybe it would have been worth $2 billion for him not to uh, come forward because it's going against this whole narrative that we're seeing right now, playing out. Just to let the audience know, Osvaldo Franco is coming on in, in a moment, but I kind of wanted to get all of our take on things before he actually comes in and gives his take. Cause I do get the feeling that, that, that all of us might be kind of like one-sided at the moment. I'm very, I'm very neutral. Um, but I, I come on. <laughs> I, I'm a new, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I play dev, I'm playing devil's advocate, you know, <laughs> at the end of the show, you tell everybody what side you're on. <laughs> I'll interview anybody. <laughs> <laughs> rich you though you spot. you rich you've kind of you changed your tune very much with greer over no. the years i think yeah i feel like you have i oh, had no choice how much did you pay you look i i still have those same thoughts about greer i just don't talk about him anymore because why bother but uh i i met the guy and i looked into his eyes and i didn't see the devil I saw a regular guy who's just trying to make a living on stuff he believes in. He really believes in. And if you don't believe in it, so what? And I have changed. You're right. Uh, over the years, I've, you, I used to get on people for this kind of stuff and, you know, things that he does and I can't prove it. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe some people can see things that I can't see. Why, why do I think I have to be the special one? Maybe they are special. Maybe some people do vibrate differently. So I've kind of changed a little bit because I did have experiences too and all that stuff. So, you know, if you, the longer you're in this field, the more you learn about people and about yourself. And for people who are just flying by, uh, they're not going to get the whole story. They're not going to see stuff behind the scenes. They're not going to make things happen with other people. They're not going to collaborate. You know, so you meet people, you see, they know other people, they know other people. Next thing you know, you're learning stuff about people that you didn't even know that you were making fun of or, you know, whatever. And you find out that they're actually great people. So, you know, I am changing my tune about Greer a little bit. I, 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 I do take that back, everything I said in the beginning, but... Um, I still have my doubts about him, though, you know, on, on that stuff. I can't believe everything he says because it's so out there. But who isn't out there in this field? So I want the I don't like the threat narrative. I think it's always been BS. I don't think it's been the aliens. I do think it's us, you know, and we're back engineering or creating this high tech that is maybe 100 years in the future now. You know, we're seeing stuff 100 years in the future, right? And we're seeing it now. So imagine what 100 years will be. It's going to be crazy. So I don't think we're going to 
have a war. There's not going to be aliens, uh, but I think it may be us. And we're going to say it's aliens and we're going to blame it on them so we can unite with the other countries and everybody else and make a one world. You know, I don't want to say the whole phrase, but mm-hmm. uh, well, new world. Well, there I go. Well, anyway, that's that, man. We're, we're it, on it. it. This is this is the best it's ever been. Well, it's, ex- it's exciting. Well, I hope sorry, I'm not too loud. I no, 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 no. I, I need you to. I need you louder. It's while we're throwing goosebumps. wild theories, while we're throwing wild theories out, much the same as you, Rich. That's kind of kind of where I was on things as well. But when we've heard stories in the past of you know UFOs like disarming warheads and all all these sort of things and interfere with nuclear bases and stuff like that, there are there seems to be a if if that's true, there seems to be a plan on trying to keep us safe from ourselves. So when you see what's going on globally right now, would it not make sense if there was any time to intervene to keep us safe from ourselves? It might be now. And there, so powers that be cabal, whichever way you want to do it, could they be trying to get out ahead of the horse? Yeah. Right. By calling these things a threat because they know whatever they have planned for the useless eaters, uh, that there might be something out there that wants to stop it. But they have to have proof of that. They, they either, they know something we don't know or they're communic. you know, they're communicating with them. You know, it's, there's no evidence of that. Nobody's saying it, but Greer that they're, you know, talking to aliens Mm -hmm. on the other side over there, you know, Elizondo and whatnot. They're talking about, yeah, and, and if they do say it's a threat, I get what you're saying. Maybe they're, they're but there's no proof. And disabling no. nuclear missiles or, you know, nuclear weapons, I don't know. Is that a threat or is that a good thing? Shouldn't we be just disabling protecting all over the place? And if yeah, it kept pre- happening over and over again, if they launched one, that's a threat. I mean, come that's on, man. They're not, they're nothing not doing happening. That. Exactly. You would have thought they'd have stopped Hiroshima, though. Maybe they were late. Maybe they. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe that triggered they it. Thought it was the right idea at the time. Mm. Who knows? We were attacked. That's yeah. I you see. That's why I'm not buying. It's aliens, man. They're gonna let us do what we do, and that's that. It's the way yeah. it's always been. That's what Greer's all messed up about. Well, he's not messed up. He's just mad about this whole thing, blaming on the aliens. He just wants these guys to admit or at least acknowledge that, hey, look, this, this could be one of ours. And it's in the Black Ops project, some kind of you know, private corporation, Lockheed Scott Works, Plant 42. They're building it over there. We know exactly where they're from. And he's just like, at least acknowledge that instead of acting. You know, the whole thing is, is we don't want our adversaries knowing that we have this technology. So we're just we're just acting like, hey, we don't know what it is. We don't know what it is because they don't want to freak out the other countries and them knowing that we have this. So obviously they're not going to do that. Why would they? They would. Right. So this it makes total sense to me that they're going to blame it on something they don't know. Just so, you know, deniability. But that's okay. High fives. High five. High five. But hey, all right. <laughs> but don't you think that's okay too? 
Why are they? So, they're, maybe they're not so wrong after all. The only thing I think about that is if how do you hide it? Sorry. If one country, yeah, if one country has these these vehicles that can do these things, I don't think we have wars anymore. I think the wars are all won. But if all the countries had had the, if all the countries had them, I think we'd already know about this technology. But yeah. No, all the countries don't have it, for one, in my opinion. And for another, how do you roll this out? How do you roll it out? Let's just put it this way. What do you? What would you estimate? And Dark Hour, uh, get into this conversation yes. as yeah, well, come, Michael. Come on, Michael. I don't know. If you're, He's muted. Yeah, here's, here's what I'm thinking. What do you think it costs to build a Tic Tac, right? To have this craft do what it does. Trillion 30. dollars. Trillion dollars, okay? So we could only there's not enough demand in the world. There's how much went demand. how much went missing in that on that day in September about two that trillion. <laughs> so let's just put it this way. The global well, the American economy is worth two hundred and seventy trillion. So we'd only be able to buy two hundred and seventy of these tic tacs and our country would be bankrupt. So again, we don't have the demand because we can't afford the technology. So they're not going to roll it out just yet. That's just a theory of mine. I'm sorry. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I apologize. It was over on the mixer end that I didn't engage something. I, I was sitting here patiently waiting my turn. And every time I tried to talk, someone was talking about, I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. I'll just wait. So sorry about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've wanted to jump into this conversation. Uh, what follows the natural course now? If you think about it, it the, divulging that we have extraterrestrials among us or that we have this high technology what makes more sense to me we would divulge that we have the high technology wherever it came from first and then move on to a civilization in the way of existence and then perhaps their technology because one way or another if they reveal any secret technology that we have uh, amongst us it's going to hold implications in respect of of course to origin and if there are other civilizations that have this technology as well then we find that mirroring later on we're going to have questions again about that origin and perhaps our contact it, to me it wouldn't be surprising if the focus completely shifted away from extraterrestrial life in respect to this uh disclosure if you will which possibly is the best course of action right now. I mean, I think just understanding what's coming next in the way of how the um, the expression of this technology may change us individually and the paradigm and the collective and so forth, maybe it's going to be too much to have the extraterrestrial thing on the table at the same time. And that is something we're moving towards. Uh, when you look at somebody like Greer, yes, I understand he's a very controversial figure, but here's the thing, especially in the way of what he just gave us. He has, and it's been said in many different ways, and you guys have said it too, a lot of balls to come out and do this. And you're not going to take up arms unless you're confident enough that you can defend yourself. Now, he's standing up there roaring like a lion because he has a good reason to, and he's ready to go to battle in that sense. So he's called out these names, and if their conviction is as tight as uh, Greer's is, then there should be no issue with them coming up and having this conversation. If the narrative that they're speaking on media... Uh, mainstream media every night and going on all these other shows uh, throughout you know youtube and so forth again talking about the same thing over and over then why would it change why would your conviction change in being actually challenged by somebody you know will give you that intellectual stint so you know what greer's doing right now is very very epic in certain respects and again 
it's going to shine a light on who some of these people are, even in the most peripheral senses, even if they don't come to you guys directly, third phase of moon onto this panel with Greer, it's going to speak volumes about the character, the motivation and the intention of the people that the majority of us, and I'm you know not necessarily here, but the majority of us seeing them on television, hold them in such high regard. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think what's what it, what is to come it, it if if I'm honest with you, I, I was speaking to my wife last night and I just said something may, may, may come in the next few months and whatever does come, please take it with a pinch of salt because it's yeah, my worry is something a little bit, a little bit frightening might may come. I mean, I could be wrong there, but I, I'm a man with two kids and I've got to keep, I've got to keep that part of me and thinking all the time is something actually, and it sounds so crazy to actually think something like that could happen, but without saying any words here, look at the past two years, well, year and a bit that we've, that we've lived. And I would never thought that this could happen, but <laughs> without further ado, I am going to get Osvaldo Franco in the house. Uh, but Oz, uh, I love you to pieces, but if so, let people speak, um, my friend, because you, 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 I know you're a man with many opinions. Welcome to the show, Osvaldo Franco. How are you doing, mate? You're looking right. well. Same old. Yes. So you've seen what's happened uh, with Greer recently, um, the other oh, yeah. day when he. And what do you make of that? Uh, grandstanding. Stephen Greer's grandstanding. Stephen Greer is realizing that the movement is passing him by. That's basically what this is. Stephen Greer is not completely above board in my opinion um we'll just say that you did uh, support him though you you, oh, you, get, yeah, you gave him money i sure did uh because i'm a ufologist because i put the cause first always um and uh, and i wasn't really happy with what he did with my money to tell you the truth um that was just a terrible documentary more than what ttsa did oh pardon Nothing. <laughs> yeah, all right, Rich. Thanks. Uh, nice to see you, Rich. Hey, you too. You too. Well, I said though. it was more than what TTSA did. I mean, TTSA took people's money and they didn't do anything. No, no, matter, what gets, well, no matter what get happen, what, I'm what sorry. Said, okay, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm just saying what, whatever we any of us say tonight it is we are all you know we're all in it together. Yeah. We just have but a different, different opinion. Although all these other guys. That you support or grandstanding on the major media every single day with the same script. Uh, what's wrong with uh, Dr. Greer, you know, just disagreeing with her? I, now, that's not grandstanding. My problem with Greer is this holier-than-thou uh, 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 attitude of Greer's. Um, this 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 quasi-spiritual, like, weirdness. I'm just like, I don't like it. I don't trust it. Um I think that he is uh, grasping at straws, honestly. Um, it seems that things are going in a very clear direction, and it's not going his way. When you're fighting up against a major media and, a, and corporations all on the same page, it's it's a battle that's going to be a tough one. And you, you got to admittedly uh, admit that you're seeing the narrative, Oswaldo, what's going on in the major media. Do you see hear any other side of the story or it's always the same script. Doesn't that kind of give you any kind of red flag? Uh, no, that's how the media is. 
They're about everything. But that's I mean, the problem, though, isn't it? All, all like how, how all of a sudden, mm-hmm. how all of a sudden can we trust mainstream media when we haven't done for years? No, you because, shouldn't. No, no, but <laughs> no, but but you are because they're saying what you want to hear. No, I, who says I'm trusting the media? I'm trusting. But the no, prost- you know, you're trusting TTSA, which are using the mainstream media as an outlet. Yes. Well, I look at it this way: TTSA has gotten more done than anybody has ever. They made a, the they history made a history channel. Period. Um, did, that, you watch, that, did you watch their TV show Unidentified? They're misidentifying UFOs constantly. They're shooting stars, really blurry videos, and they say that's a UFO. Or they're shooting military flares and go, oh my God, these are a threat. Or they'll misrepresent uh, their analyzation of UFOs where they're, they're, they say, they put their UFO expert and go, look at this video. You tell us what it is. He's an enhancer of video and they're looking at these uh, parachuters with pyrotechs coming down. The guy doesn't say they're parachuters or pyrotechs. What he says is that they're manip- this footage is manipulated. This footage is CGI. Why don't they just say it's freaking people coming down in military in parachutes with pyrotechs? But no, they're saying it's CGI or they're missing. You know, if that's good work, I'm not sure. Unidentified was trash, in my opinion, of what they brought to the table. And it was well, totally and this threat, this fake threat. Listen, if it wasn't for TTSA, we wouldn't be getting this Senate report, period. We would that's not be fair. getting it at all, at all. No, that, that's fair, but doesn't that only depend how, on how much what that's we going get? To do? That's basically going to be everything. Well, Just because, because they're in bed, it's, if, you're, if you were waiting much. for perfect, it's not going to happen. You know, right. you're going to need good enough. But when they it's keep... It's a lot better than nothing that we've had for like 50, 60 years. Basically nothing. Well, TTSA only brought the discussion the t- out. That's it. We're talking about the Tic Tac and Gimbal. This is the, the golden, the holy grail of what we've seen in the past 60 years. I it is given, given, given its sources, yeah, video. one camera footage that the military admits is theirs. That's enormous. Maybe it's not the clearest footage in the world, but you can have super clear They're footage. They're going to admit that it's not theirs because they don't want to admit it's theirs because they don't want to panic the rest of the countries that we have this technology. That's why they're denying what they're seeing in the air. Because I don't, I don't, don't know if really water, though. I mean, honestly, like they, us being the only nation in the world with nuclear weapons for a time was not such a bad move for us. We didn't really seem to care that everybody knew that we had the, uh, nuclear weapons when we were the only people that had them. Um, I don't think that that would like that. I don't think that would perturb them from like saying that they have stuff, especially if it looks like we're about to uh, 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 go into developing these things openly. And I, I believe that that's what's going to happen uh, in the next uh, the next. Pardon? I think that we might develop these openly and give it to uh, the public where we'll be able to, you know, travel in these Tic Tacs. You know, that's my that's my dream. That's what I hope. But right now, the price of the building these things are way too much. They could only, like I say, probably build only 270 of these Tic Tacs and our country would go bankrupt. Well, actually, no, I would there's say no that demand yet. We can't afford it. We can't afford the oh, technology. There's, there's, there's going to be demand. I mean, they're like, honestly, dude. There was no demand for cell phones, but it developed, didn't it? And that's also military technology. Now it's everywhere. That's yeah, going to be the same it thing. It took forever. You know, is the size of a skyscraper, the technology for the cell phone 
technology. Now they got it so we could walk around it in our pockets. But this took a long time. This took like mm -hmm. 40 years. So again, we're 40 to 100 years behind this shit coming out to the public. So Blake, are you saying that you think the Tic Tac is ours? 100%. I don't think there's little gray aliens in the Tic Tac or the gimbal. I think what we're seeing in here is our own, you know, Donald Trump said it the other when in Countdown to Disclosure. He says, I think they, they want, we want them to see them. He says we have these high flying assets. You know, it's, it's something reverse engineered possibly, but again, it has nothing to do with little gray aliens running circles around our, our pilots. Yeah, this may not be as esoteric as most people make it out to be, again, bringing that extraterrestrial element in there. Let's just shave that off the table for a moment and see what else we're really dealing with. A disclosure of high technology that we've had. Now, what other point in history can we think back on and say, all right, you know, certain groups of people had a cache of certain technology or research that they had been developing behind a scene somewhere and then decided to divulge it one day. And thus, everybody jumped 100 years in terms of technology. I can't think of one uh, instance. Nuclear weapons. Come again? Closest thing is nuclear weapons. Be it would be the closest thing. But and yet in the same respect, we all know about nuclear weapons today. But there's all this information and technology, apparently research going into behind the scenes where and they are so much further in respect to technology than we are aware of. Now, when you brought up cell phones, that's a great idea, because when they brought them out, it was a trickle effect. And we see this a lot. It was just a little bit of this technology. Now, for all we know, they could already have the end product where and it does everything that they're giving us little features on every single year as they upgrade to continually milk out that economy and whatever development it took to get to the point they have. Yeah, but again, for rich people, like always. And then over time, the, it'll be, you know, get cheaper and cheaper and easier to make those things. And then before you know it, regular folks will have them. But again, as Blake is, is saying here, how is that going to work in the way of something like a Tic Tac, where that sort of technology takes so much investment? And if you were to build, you know, five, ten of these things across the planet, you deplete the entire economy of the world. Wherein well, are we going to have the materials to do something like that on a large scale? A trillion dollars to build the first one but and develop that technology. But that's going to go down in price and it's going to get easier and easier to make those things. Okay, okay well, where is this coming? Where is this coming from? This this trillion dollars. Yeah. Where they, is this coming from? The, the, well, the, this is what it, it costs to make this thing. Because that's a black budget operation. Apparently, there's two trillion dollars in this black budget every year. So we're we're accounting for that. That's we're we're being hypothetical on this. But again, I think it's um, well, that's the whole it's trillion. An educated dollars. guess. Yeah. It's an educated guess. As follow, how would you roll out the tic tac? Let's just say, oh, I got my tic tac and I got it in the garage. I'm I'm going to go and uh, fly around in the Tic Tac. How are you going to control something that uh, travels 30,000 miles an hour and gets in the wrong hands? Mm. You don't well, even need any TNT in this thing. On the impact an advanced level. driving test. Very advanced driving test. <laughs> Absolutely. So how do you control that? Like, What if somebody got that thing and wanted to use it for nefarious reasons? You know, Honestly, we already have things that people use for nefarious reasons. Our technology is getting more and more advanced. Um, I look at it this I mean, way. Drive a car. People drive cars and use them in bad ways. Sure. Uh, what is it? Manslaughter. Vehicle manslaughter. But could you imagine with a Tic Tac? What sure. would happen? Well, I look, at it, I look at it this way. If the technology exists, it's already too late. One. Two. Uh, if the situation is true, and it does appear that it is true, that 
our pilots are getting engaged regularly. And if it is extraterrestrials, I believe that uh, this is uh, uh, occurring. Uh, I think that uh, it's inevitable that this is going to be coming to the public. If, if our pilots are getting buzzed every day for years, and now we're seeing a lot of weird air traffic like you know, issues with private with with commercial planes and airlines. You know they're starting to see stuff and have issues. Um, over time, eventually that's going to start bleeding in more and more into the public. Like it, it, we could be very close to uh, like if not open contact, at least like more open like you know encounters with these beings or more frequently. Why like, do you bring it, up the alien aspect of this all the time? Although, why not? Let's just can't you at least entertain the idea? That I, think I think it's a little bit of both. technology that's within our assets. Oh, yes. that can oh, I, know, I, I know about uh, yes, I, I studied Townstead Brown, I know all of these things, um, for years and years and years. The fact is, though, I think that they are really in the middle of a conundrum. I think it's a perfect storm, which is really occurring. I think that, uh, there, uh, there is uh, certain technological developments that cannot be avoided. I think that there are certain uh, issues with extraterrestrials that cannot be avoided. I think that uh, there are certain political realities because of those things that cannot be avoided. And I think they're trying their best to get out in front of this thing because if they don't, it's going to be a disaster for them. It will be worse for them to, to, to not do anything and let this happen than it is to at least try to do something. And what said, well, they, at least we attempted. What can they do? We're going to build a spaceship to fight a Tic Tac or build uh, weapons to fight ET? Is that what the that's the end game here? Yeah, probably. Honestly, this, we're human beings. This is how we do things. We've, there's nothing that we haven't weaponized. And most of our best and most advanced stuff originally begins as weapons to begin well, that's with. That's a battle we're going to lose. Yeah. The other thing is, as so far as rolling roll technology out as well, though, as far as rolling technology out, what do you then do with the industries this destroys? If you're going to do this overnight, the amount of energy that it that it takes to to have something like the Tic Tac goes. Oh yeah, that, well that transforms energy overnight. And you say you said before that you can't if something's invented, it's already too late. Look how yeah. long it took for the electric car to even like come close, and how much yeah, that was well, pushed. Yeah, back but on. the electric car was also brutally sabotaged, time and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so know, what they, makes what makes you think that this this technology can just be rolled out, decimate oil industry and the energy industries we have now. It's, it's, a, quantum, have. it's a quantum leap from what yes, the electric car is to I, diesel. Uh, as I've stated before, I think the powers that be have maybe more than one gun pointed to their head at this point. I don't think they're doing this because they're nice. I don't think they're doing this because they particularly care about us. I think that they, in order for them to maintain the control that they have, they have to do something. Because things are going to get weird, and it might not work. Speaking mm -hmm. of, of gunpoint, um, and uh, I hope I don't get into trouble for playing this, but I kind of wanted your opinion on this. Um, I, I've taken a little clip of uh, of Lou's... Uh, of, uh, you know, well, who knows what they are? You know, uh, you know the... But, so, sorry, check out the guy. Who's the guy next to him? Because, I mean, I'm no... I, I, I'm, That's that new CE5 guy. Uh, what's yeah, his face? Uh, right. Just just look at his expression when when he's talking. Of, uh, you know, oh, who knows what they are? You know, uh, even to the point where, you know, I mean, every 
a third of the way through the show at every single point, somebody would come on and say, you know, it could be an awful threat. You know, they could be from, they could, who knows? They could be from China, you know, and Marco Rubio, you know, well, you know, if they're from China or something, we should know about that. Uh, and so it's, it, that whole thing is going on, as we all know, at a very low level of consciousness uh, about this entire phenomenon. I mean, they're, they're way below the horizon on, uh, on this discussion. Uh, but but it, it is certainly something like like Melinda when you when you said you know what do you think is did he hit a home run? That that's uh, Grant Cameron's White House uh, channel. I will put it in the in the description below. But that, who's that guy next to him, Oz? Because what was that all it, about guy smiling? Yeah, uh, yeah it's weird. It's, it's through <laughs> the entire. It's Blake. It's through the entire the entire thing. I mean, every, I think no, yeah, it's mythology. It's a little odd. He's yeah, like, it's this. a little odd. He's doing it like this. Yeah, it's a type guy. It's a type <laughs> guy. <laughs> hey, look at my, let me get my Aloha shirt Jesus on. <laughs> What's going on here? Come on, Oswald. Oh, these are the guys. You back these guys. This is a joke, man. These guys. I didn't like, wow. I didn't even see that clip. And yeah. I never I never want to watch that again. But um, <laughs> high five, Ali. Made it to 100 watchers. Good job, bro. You got oh. 100 yeah. <laughs> Here's guys, get the thumbs up. But wow, that's hey, Osvaldo. Doesn't that look a little strange? See, explain to me what's going on there. I don't know. I wasn't there. Who's that? What's your interpretation? Like, what's my interpretation? Yeah, what's going uh, on with this guy here, uh, hyping him up and just you know, kind of supporting him in a visual sense? And why is he laughing? Why is this a laughing matter? I thought we were all pretty serious about what was happening. Why do they think it's funny? We don't know My, what he's Michael. doing or like thinking. Honestly, dude, like how am I supposed to know? I'm not telepathic. Nor no, I'm asking I, your opinion, Osvaldo. In my opinion, yes. Uh, in my opinion, I don't see why it was relevant that he didn't really have him there. He he wasn't really like involved in the subject matter. You know, like I saw the whole interview. One of the odd things that. Pardon? It, that, it, that's yeah. one of the odd things about it. It's the oddest thing I've ever seen. And loads of people have sent, sent me this clip, but not said anything. And I noticed the guy straight away. But every time he speaks about the UFO or the threat, this guy is smiling. Blake, you need to, I know you don't want to watch it, but you guys should watch the entire thing and do an analysis on it because this guy is smiling like a, Ches <laughs> like a Cheshire cat. And he, at some points, when, the, when Lou's lawyer's speaking, he's muttering things. It's almost like he's, he's, he's saying what he's supposed to say. Hmm. The guy next to him with the big medallion and the rings. Like they're reading you know from a teleprompter. He reminds me of, you know, when you hear about people having like the same dreams and you hear about that story of the smiling man, like the, the grinning man turning up in people's dreams. He looks like the artist impression of those things. That's a little creepy, wasn't it? <laughs> it is a subliminal ploy that they're playing. It's probably just his best mate. It's probably just his best mate, and they got a little. Bit, he got a little bit drunk or high or whatever beforehand, and he just thought, you know what? Can I come on with you? Yeah, gosh, you can. He stood behind. Maybe he's getting his balls tickled. He's probably a lovely guy. I thought that too, actually. It's weird. It is bizarre. It's bizarre. I was. I was looking to see if his shoulder was moving a weird way. <laughs> I'm serious. It, it, no, it all comes it from weird. the rest. Like my fingers are going like fucking, you can't see my hand. 
It's just mm-hmm. building the risk. Hey, Baldo, what about your boy Tom DeLong? What's he up to? How come we haven't heard from him lately? Uh, why haven't we heard from him, period? When they had his well, season one and season two, the guy only said a few sentences in the, well, in the whole entire season. He did, they wouldn't even well, let him speak. Why? Well, he's busy building the company right now. And, but why uh, would he talk like he's over there just posing on the TV show and just putting his face and he doesn't open his mouth? And this is a guy that's you know, running the, running the whole show. Why Why doesn't the guy talk? Simple. It doesn't take much to open your mouth and talk. Perhaps he's waiting for something. He's been making some very interesting posts recently. He's, 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 he's posting CGI videos that we're putting up on MUFON. MUFON got, somebody's putting up CGI videos. We're getting the submissions. We're like, Jesus Christ, I'm not going to put this up. Tom so, DeLong's touting it over and over again. I sent it to Rich. I'm like, look, Rich, Tom DeLong's like putting up this obvious, it's like, I thought this guy is like knows what's going on. They're, they're looking at videos of the stars out of focus and they say it's a threat. They're looking at military flares saying, oh my God, look at these UFOs. They're a threat. Who knows? They're from China. No, they're military flares off Baja, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Explain it to me. That's an interesting uh, criticism from you, actually, I would say. Um, uh, hmm. How could I put it to you this way? Uh, hey, nobody's perfect. We put out, I don't oh, know, 10,000 okay. UFO videos over Third Phase of Moon's you know, YouTube 10 years. Hey, there's some in there that are obviously... We may, everybody makes mistakes. We we got a we got a better eye. We've been mm-hmm. focusing a lot better over the past five years. We're not taking any of that stuff. We made an announcement on third phase moon. Don't send us this shit. So th- we're talking about now. We're not talking about what happened ten yeah, years. Yeah, let's ago. let's stick with this. Let's, let's stick with this, the, the actual thing. The, the concerning thing here is what's actually going on now. Uh, so it's not about like throwing stones or each of it it's just let's just have the discussion and kind of like just keep it real because i i do get oz what blake's saying there and i'm, I'm going to remind you of something here that greer said when he said that he thought that tom delong was being used mm-hmm. so i'm very much on the fence because i don't know lou, Al- lou alessandro personally i have no idea who is i don't know greer you know i don't know who's right, who's wrong. I think what Blake's doing there by offering them both to come on the show and both to, to speak it out is great. Um, Honestly, I don't think uh, Elizondo really needs to do that. I think Greer needs to speak to Elizondo more than Elizondo needs to speak to Greer, quite frankly. Elizondo yeah, speaks to anybody on YouTube with 50 subscribers. With yeah, 50 but he, doesn't, he also doesn't like a bigger like he's taking, audience. He's taking a few veiled swipes at it, like thinly veiled ones, too. What's wrong with the discussion? We're having a discussion. It's we're we're grown ups here. Why? Oh, yeah, why, why, honestly, why you, can't Luis talk to Greer? Oh, I, I I'm sure he can. Uh, perhaps he's waiting for certain things to get come out before he does that. In fact, uh, this conversation might get much more interesting next month than it would have if it happened say today or tomorrow. Um, honestly, and it doesn't seem like Greer is really relevant toward to any of this in regards to what uh, uh, Elizano and Mellon and the others are doing. Um, right. I don't understand. Just because he's Why not? with what they're saying yeah. is that he's not relevant. Doesn't that 
his documentaries are one of the most watched documentaries on Amazon. Not just our documentary, Countdown to Disclosure, but across the board. And you're saying he's not irrelevant. People, and it's just not entertainment, in my opinion, that that's why people want to watch it. Obviously, Greer's had some connections. You know, look at, look at right here. Look, look, Countdown to Disclosure is being recommended number one on Amazon right now. So why is that? Because there's only, that's the only side that we're getting. And what a relief that at least there is an alternative viewpoint. Well, that depends on the viewpoint. If that alternative viewpoint is also loaded and disingenuous, then that's not neither here nor there. You know, uh, I just like, honestly, like, uh, I don't think we're getting the full truth out of anybody, to be honest. Okay. Uh, I don't think we, get, I don't think we are ever mm -hmm. going to, um, you know, uh, you know, and I don't, honestly, I don't trust Greer. Uh, I have reasons not to trust Greer. I've had Personal. Uh, Pardon? You trust Luis? I trust him more than I do Greer. But again, I don't know Luis Lozano. <laughs> okay, I don't know if that makes much sense. Uh, it does. I I had a personal uh, incident with Greer that didn't go very well, and uh, I gotta go with what happened. Uh, sure. I think I I, I saw. Uh, uh, a bit of uh, the side of Stephen Greer that he keeps hidden from the public. And uh, uh, I didn't like it. Else, can you? Yeah. Uh, this was just, I, I spoke about it briefly before. Um, this was just before the, the uh, I think it was just before the, uh, the Washington uh, press conference that he had. Uh, Greer was in New York. Uh, he was by Cooper Union. He was giving a uh, presentation. He was showing uh, the witness testimony that he had uh, uh, had done. It was like a long. It was like a four-hour-long uh, 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 presentation with like an intermission. And uh, I was like 19 at the time, a young physics student, and uh, I was like super enthusiastic. This I thought like, wow, we finally got it. You know, this is just going to be fantastic. So I, I walked, uh, I, during the, uh, the intermissions, I walked up to speak to Dr. Greer. And I told him, you know, I'm a physics student. You know, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help with this project. I will do anything. And uh, the guy uh, accused me in front of other people of being some type of government agent. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, it was, I, I was, like, shocked. You know, and I remember like walking away thinking like, you know, I was a kid. Why? That I, huh? Why did he accuse you of that? What, That's what? a great question. You'd have to ask Stephen Greer. Like I couldn't have been nicer. And I literally volunteered everything to try to help that effort. Now, this is the thing. I'm not the only person that has had situations like that. If you look at Greer's inner circle, it's very culty. You know, in my opinion, it's very, very culty. And people like that don't like critical people involved in their stuff. So I, I think, think that would say, say about two stars, to be honest. Uh, not quite. No, it's not the same thing. It isn't. Uh, you know, and, uh, that sounds like something a cult member would say. Long has a cult following. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's dude. I'm, I'm not. Star. Yeah, I'm not into uh, angels and airwaves or Blink. 
Yeah, but well, Osvaldo, here you're telling us a story wherein he, you know, accused you of being a, a government agent of sort. You were much younger, and so this negates any experience you have or whatever he says. You know, as things go forward, an, when you come at me with an over top, over the top false allegation, you know, about myself, you know, I gotta, you know, what am I? What else am I supposed to do? Oh well, he didn't mean it. Yes, well, he did. What did. What did you say to him? I. Couldn't say anything. I was like, in shock. I could not so believe. He, so he, he just took one look at you and thought you're in the FBI. Yes. FBI. Basically, the weird thing is, if he said That's it, absolute bullshit, Oswaldo. What? I that I don't believe you. I don't believe that happened. I'm sorry. I don't care what he believes. Then, if you believe is irrelevant, that's what happened. Well, yeah, but why? Like, no, nobody, you couldn't walk well, up to somebody and then go, you, you're, you're some stupid in the Secret Service. Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me either. What but was your approach? He woke up to you. Now, can I finish the story? When he said it, he said it like an earshot of a group of people that were with him. I'm thinking that he said it for their benefit. It's an assumption, though. Yeah, but, well, it's the only thing that makes sense to me. Do you mean it's like he's showing off for Phoenix? Pardon? Do you mean like showing off in front of people? Yes, exactly. Like singling like you out. They're always after me. Could he have been like having a bit of jest? I don't know. It wasn't a joke. Nobody was laughing. Hmm. How hey, old uh, were you? That's like all, I, hey, Rich, so, so he didn't, he didn't say that you were a secret agent? Excuse me? Sorry, he didn't say he he thought you were... Um, no, he basically accused me of being some type of uh, of agent. Well, what what did he say? How did he say it? That's that's what I'm trying to get to. Well, it, it came off very hostile. It was like I had spoken, to, like you know, like I said, I, I literally just like was like, oh my god, like this is absolutely wonderful. Like you know, like I, you know, my name is Osvaldo Franco. You know, I study physics. I, I, you know, I would do anything I can to help. And he looked at me like like very tersely, and then he started uh, like you know, basically saying that I was a, an agent. So uh, Oz, why did you why sorry, but why 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 did you support Sirius then? Because you can't have been eighteen at the time. Yeah, when did Sirius well, come out? So because you because you're in the, you're Sirius you are in the out, you're in the credits. Yeah, you're in the credits. Sirius came out uh, a few like years after that. You forget. And uh, what had, what happened was is I thought well, if Stephen Greer had the best shot of getting this done, I figured maybe he has something. So I went and I supported this. And then it turns out it really wasn't much of anything. So, Blake, you were about to say something. Um, before. Yeah, about Rich. Well, yeah, you know, we... Uh, about Dr. meeting Greer. Greer. Dr. Greer was in Scottsdale, Arizona. We had uh, Doc Skinner and Rich from Goofon. We said, hey, look, we want to get our camera guys out there, our panel members, get an interview with you, Dr. Stephen Greer. You know, we don't ever give them our questions up front. He uh, takes them and he answers them. That's what I respect about Greer in his own way. Look, I'm not, I'm not on the Greer bandwagon on everything he talks about, but I do believe because of his situation, where he's at, how long he's been in this, in this uh, field, that he, he's privy to information. In my opinion, I think he really has some information out there. He's hobnobbing with all the people within Washington. Some of this, did Rich did. Did Greer think you're an agent that was trying to infiltrate his uh, his group? No. Yeah. yeah. 
He did not. You know, if anything, you would have thought that maybe you should have took it as a compliment, Oswaldo, that, wow, that, that you're a freaking secret agent, man. And, wow, you're... At the very least, it shouldn't put you off for, you know, the rest of your life in regards to this person. Well, I was attacked by uh, a crazy man, basically. That's okay. how I took it. Uh, I tried to uh, be more forgiving about it. I helped support the documentary, got burned. How many more chances am I supposed to give? One How more. Is that me being unreasonable. Sometimes people make mistakes, but they might be saying the right thing in the future. You know, maybe Greer's on to something. I don't know why we can't have the discussion with these guys. It just doesn't make sense. I know that's what we're here for, but. It's just a discussion, right, Rich? Yeah, but, that's all. But these um, guys wanted to come and talk to Greer. What are they afraid of? Because Greer's going to bring up some uh, history on them, possibly. Some of their background that people aren't aware of. Some of the agreements some of these guys made with the major media. Possibly getting paid by the major media to uh, keep this story going the way it is scripted. Maybe he might I, say some of that. Maybe they wouldn't appreciate some of the things Greer would say. And I don't think Greer's going to be making things up. I think he would just state what... When I was, when I was talking to Greer, he was talking about everybody in this field. He's disappointed in a lot of people. and um, Yeah, and a lot of people are disappointed in him, actually, if you like, <laughs> with the response. No, he's just, they're not disappointed in Greer. He's just disappointed in them because they're going with this narrative, the Jeremy Corbell video. They're backing it up. They're backing up everything that's coming out. And they're just going along with it because that's what they do. They don't have their own minds. They don't think uh, subjectively the way we do. You know, we we don't we're not taking sides here. We're just following what the people are saying. And you know, some of these people in this field are just you know taking this message from the major media, just rolling with it because that's what they do. That's their job. They're not there to you know call out or have their own opinions. They're just going along with it. And Greer's disappointed that these people are actually believing these Tic Tacs are piloted by little Ellen Green, Ellen Grays. Do you really believe those craft are piloted by extraterrestrials that are buzzing our navies? That your, that's your opinion, Osvaldo? You uh, it's a possibility. He said uh, some are and some aren't. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, I believe that, yeah, that there are some of us, those that are ours and our, our sophisticated stuff and some that just aren't. So the Tic Tac, in your opinion, is being controlled by some alien race, whether it's unmanned or not. They have a mothership up there and they sent out their drone to go do this. Perhaps. But that's not what Osvaldo said either. He said he thinks it's mixed. It's both us and them. And I kind of believe that, too. Yeah. I mean, you may think that may be strange, but it's true. I think it's both because we don't have proof either way. And I I also believe that I think that there is more going on to this. I think that there's a a perfect storm. I think it's a little bit them. It's a little bit us and other issues. Okay. that's great. That's fine. But do you think that the aliens are a threat? Why wouldn't they have? now? It's disingenuous. Like, all right, when you're talking in the military mindset or military terminology, it's a threat. Does it mean it's a menace? No. Is, it, is there a scale of one to ten? Is it an eminent threat? Probably not, unless there's things that we don't know. 
you know, from what I've seen, no, there's not an eminent threat. But uh, people keep saying that uh, there's more to this story. And I think we're going to have to wait and see what comes out. And then that might change everything. Yeah, but see, when you what happens if they come up with something and it's like, oh, shit, there's a legit threat. What happens then? Yeah, but if you're telling me that it's not immediate, if it's not immediate and they're still planting this seed of fear, what in our history is going to prove that they wouldn't or couldn't manipulate this at some other point? Call upon this seed that they've already put in and related to anything in, you know, they, they in regards to the technology. Everything. They do that with everything. That's that, Of course they're going to be able to do that. You know, that that's like... And uh, these are the people that are propelling this forward. These are the people who are planting the seeds. These are the people you are following and supporting. If I'm they're so upset with Greer, why aren't they calling out Greer the same way that Greer is calling them out? Why are they going to that? Well, actually, Lou has made, like I said before, Lou has made some uh, thinly veiled swipes at Greer. Uh, Again, but I don't think he's really, I don't think they're focused on Greer. I don't think they really care about Greer. Because Tim McShillen, who's part of that group, you know, the deflate.org or whatever it is, he he put out, he doxed Greer last month or a month or two ago. They have an agenda, and that's to keep us out of it. And Greer is with the biggest voice in this field a lot of the times. So they, they were doing before. a preemptive strike trying to say that he doesn't pay his taxes and all this other stuff. They were trying to you know, mm-hmm. take his character out before. Uh, he, they, they need to talk. If 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 um, Alexander won't go with Greer, I can think the only reason Alexander wouldn't do it is because they want to keep Greer out of the narrative. They don't want, because at the moment, although Greer's got a massive audience, he's in that position of speaking to the converted. You know, he's, he's, he's talking around the people that would, that are in this field anyway. Whereas what he does do if he speaks to Alexander is he, he gets opened up to that mainstream media field as well. And I don't think they want that because I think they want to control the narrative. It would be interesting to see if, um, if Joe Rogan gets Greer back on, and I know you said Lee oh, before yeah. that that Joe He'll Rogan, Alexander, I bet. Well, I, I predicted that like over a year ago. I don't mean to blow my own trumpet, but this this will happen, boys. This will happen. Lou will right. Lou, Lou 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 will be on Joe Rogan, hundred <laughs> percent. He is. I These can't believe you predicted. I imagine, like in every possible uh, uh, media outlet after this. Uh, uh, this happens. There's a lot of weird things happening. Demi Lovato signed uh, some type of uh, contract to produce a show for NBC on UFOs recently, and we know that uh, Lovato is like joined at the hip with Greer at the moment. So I would strongly like anticipate Greer either being on that show or Greer's narrative being the focus of that program. Well, we've been having a heads up from. Uh Stephen Bassett, I had a conversation with Stephen the other day, and obviously the 60 Minutes drop. Um, the major media, all these cable television shows, Showtime, they're all working on HBO this Max. as we speak. Huh? HBO, HBO Max. Max. Everybody's working on this topic. So in the next uh, couple months, we're going to be flooded. Oh, yeah. No, this is the UFOs are going to be the new superheroes. We're going to be basically having like maybe a decade's worth of, of back-to-back UFO stuff and very big levels, um, you know, as a cultural phenomenon. I think there's going to be at least a decade of recoil from this, you know, just from the, the, the shock of it all. 
And then, like, you know, people are going to be wondering, well, what else is, have you been lied to about? What else is true and isn't true? You know, uh, and that's going to lead to other, like, interesting problems. I mean, especially when, like, you know, YouTube and other uh, company, uh, well, social media companies have been really trying to clamp down on people's ability to object, you know, uh, or, or, or say something opposed to, like, you know, an official corporate narrative, one way or the other. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I think that that's, again, I, I see them trying to do certain things, but I don't see it working out long term. I think it's going to have less impact than you think it will do. I think what's going to happen is because there's such control over social media and platforms like Twitter and YouTube and Facebook that it's going to be like the 1984 effect where this is going to come out and then all of a sudden you're going to get people like us, which have always been interested in this, are going to go, hang on a second, this doesn't add up. And the conspiracy theorists will become the skeptics and the people that were skeptics will be the ones that are, well, of course, we've always been at war with Eurasia. You know, it's the we it's going to switch over and it's going to be like everybody always knew that UFOs are real because people don't like thinking they were being lied to. So they'll just adopt this new uh, like social norm. That's an interesting theory, that, Lee. But, yeah, Lee, we, we need to be careful with that one. To, if mm. we go any further, YouTube might take us down. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, no, I know what you're saying there. I know what you're saying. Like, it's, it's like my, my wife will probably tell me the aliens are coming. We'll be you know, the no countdown because we think they're from Earth. Yeah. Which, which I'm kind of... I'm, I'm on the side of Osvaldo and Rich here. I think it is both. I definitely do think it is both. But I think, like Blake, like Blake said, um, that the the uh, the Tic Tacs. I think that's that is probably that is probably ours. Well, the truth but, is probably much more muddled than what we could, you know, look at peripherally once again and then come to a conclusion. In my opinion, I, I sit with you guys on that, too. I believe that more than likely, probably 85 percent of what we see in the skies is ours in an unidentified fashion. And the other 15 percent might be just unaccounted for. Maybe there is actually something more uh, to that. But, you know, in that respect, if there are. Uh, certain species that are indigenously creating these crafts, whether it's on planet or in dimension, what have you, and they have enough command that they're either sitting in our atmosphere cloaked or they're passing through on a frequent basis, I would think they'd be more, uh, or I'm sorry, they'd be less apt to make the mistake of being visible. Whereas if we're still developing the technology, maybe we're making those mistakes as we're developing the technology. And that's why we're actually seeing some of these things, you know, blink into existence and blink out because we're still perfecting that technology on certain levels. Yeah. I, w I was surprised when, um, great cause Greer did briefly mention the, the triangular UFO that Corbell put out and he, he didn't, I thought he was going to say, this is fake. You know, this, I thought he was going to agree with uh, Mick West. He well, actually it's just misidentified. Go ahead. So, oh, so, sorry. So, so, Blake, you you are you on the side with Mick West with uh, with this? Um, the more and more I look at it, and uh, do you hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, okay. We hear you fine. Yeah. Can you more... can, can you can you see what can you see the 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 clip on the screen? Yeah, we're looking at it, and yeah, I've seen uh, the video. And I, yeah, Mick West came up with some uh, really good points about the Boca land, the, the you know anomaly of this 
you know, shooting through this filter and this lens will make appear these uh, objects in the sky to appear triangular shape. You know, the FAA light blinking. Hey, it's not like I wouldn't show this on third phase of the moon. If I got this uh, submitted to me, hey, I would, I would submit it and I would share it. The problem is, is what's crazy to me is that sometimes we'll put out four or five UFO submissions from around the world in just one episode. We're doing five episodes a week. And this is the video that gets played all over the world just because of this one. Why do these guys have the platform when they came out with one video? You know, whatever. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's not the major. To me, we have way better footage. If this is a TR3B, well, it's okay footage. Why aren't they picking up other footage from the public? Why are they just running with this? Why are these people have this world platform that they could stand on? Well, I guess George Knapp does have uh, his his feet in the world of journalism throughout the world. So I'm sure that's one of the ways that Corbell and some of these other guys are able to get it in the mainstream media through a George Knapp association, because it's just crazy to me that this one video, these three videos that the TTSA uh, put out are the only ones that get play when in fact there's play every day of videos of crazy stuff around the world all the time but they tell us all the time why because they're distancing the stigma of the public's view on it and just getting the government which they think has the most credible stuff but and that's crazy. what the people really want to see they want to see what the government's hiding yeah, what but they we're have getting, but the government too we're getting videos from faa I know. from swat team from police we broke the news with the yeah, FAA. Yeah. Tim Goodall submitted us the ham radio operating uh, audio. We broke that news to the world. It took four days before the world news picked up on this story about the um, American Airlines having the missile thing go over their head. They said they didn't know what it was, looked like a missile. What's going on here? It took four days for the major media to pick up on that. Did they get third phase moon credit? No. When you search the story, does third phase moon come up? No, only the major media. So there is a total control. We see the control of this information. Osvaldo, you you got to you got to admit that there's some control over this now, right? If that if the algorithms are wacky, only the major listen, media can control over everything. And especially, listen, there's control over everything, and this is going to be very delicate. What's going to be interesting is to see, like, how going forward they're going to try to control this narrative. Uh, you know, like, like honestly, like, there's, like, you know, we're already seeing stuff now, little bits of things. But, like, what happens when the conspiracy people are correct? What happened in, in public, in a, in a way that the public cannot deny? Right. You know, mm-hmm. what, you know, like, what is going to be the larger social reaction? Yeah. Well, you're going to find a lot of polarization still. Oh, yeah. No, you're going to see. I, I, I do believe that there might be the possibility of that feared freakout. You know, there's going to be people that are going to see this as an attack on their religious beliefs. And we're, we're going to start seeing those people make a resurgence. We're going to, you know, they're going to start coming out the woodwork, you know, and people will be su- surprised. You know, I think that, uh, you know, other people will find religion, you know, or weird spiritualist movements who start getting bigger, you know. Uh, uh, you might see a run on people trying to join the Scientologist and, and other, you know, uh, uh, better known, you know, UFO cults. You have a good point there, Osvaldo. You really do. Uh, you know, my concern in the end is 
can we prevent any of that from occurring? Can we give enough of the truth of what's really happening that people are so well informed we don't get to a chaotic state? I no. think that's really the aim here no, for, for not, a lot of us. I don't think that's that, that's you can try, but I don't think that's going to be very successful. Uh, that, I think in order for that to happen, it would take a, a long. Like I said, I think it's going to be about ten years of people trying to really get a grasp on this. You know, uh, and uh, I, I, you know, like at least that's how I see it. I, I don't see this as as being oh ho hum. You know, oh, the aliens are here. That's great. Uh, you know, back to dancing, watching Dancing with the Stars, and drinking a big gulp. You know, I, I don't think that that's going to be uh, uh, how this goes about. I, I think there's going to be a, it's going to be, I think it's going to be weird for the general public. People like us, it's not going to like affect that much. We, we already have incorporated this into our lives and our worldviews and stuff already. Um, other people, not so much at all, you know. Oh, it'll be a, sh- a shift. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. I was just saying, Rick and Havis got, I mean, he's got a good point here, though. It is it's all low quality and I know you're going to get low quality when you've got the, you know, the gimbal footage, this, that, and the other, but what Corbell put out, um, is when like filming the, it's actually filming the, um, the monitor, but everybody's been talking about that cut Oz. you know, where, oh, yeah, where, well, where. They're, they're doing that because they're trying to, to, to slowly warm the water. You know, I don't think that you, you probably don't want to uh, like, all right, when when UFOs are a blob on FLIR, you know, that's it's it's a, and it's kind of ambiguous to the general public. You know, they're kind of like, eh, whatever, uh, as you know, but as the, the good footage starts rolling out, uh, you know, like again, the, 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 this is going to have profound effects. I think they're instead of just dropping this on everybody, you know, and just let it have at it. They're they're gonna do you know they're doing a like a little bit here a little bit there and like slowly we're you know uh, we're getting there. But they did that with the tic tac go fast and the other one. Why did they have to oh, wait? They did. For- yeah, it took them months before they uh, they acknowledged those, and now they're it, they're acknowledging things within a day. Yeah. So what's up with this? Uh, what's up with the teasing techniques by Jeremy Corbell where he will, you know, trickle his information that comes in. When we get our information, we put it out. Hey, we'll put it out sometimes within a half hour. Everybody here knows, especially dark hour, you know, Rich, when we receive footage, we put it out, we comment on it, and there's no editing. We don't go, let's give you a still photograph. Oh, then we'll get a little bit of video. Oh, we'll give you, and then they just trickle, trickle. Why don't you just drop it like we drop it? You know, why, why the game? Because it honestly, like they're, they're probably don't want to panic. If it's you drop, game. what do you mean they don't want to panic? With these blurry videos, these videos are, you know, trash shot on a potato. It's you know, yeah. what, come on, they're they're not going to shock the public, all right? And what they're shocking the public, but they release a video eventually. They did release a video, but why trickle it? Why trickle it? Because they're playing a game. They're building up anticipation. That's all. This isn't. This isn't. This is media blitz. This isn't reality. Yeah. I'm sure there's a factor of that as well. I mean, there there always is. Everything is entertainment. If you're watching television, if you're. But if you're uh, in charge of getting the information out, get it out. That's what we do. You know, I don't. I don't care where it comes from. I don't care if it's, you know, something that. 
you know, could be sensitive. I've had to talk to the FBI. I talked to the FBI. I go, hey, look, we're, we're showing stuff. And it turns out uh, the Space Force is working on secret technologies up in the stratosphere. There's videos of experimental aircraft that we've captured. And the Space Force came out and said, yeah, that video is legit. It's some kind of secret experiment. I asked the FBI, like, hey, look, we're filming top secret stuff. Is this okay that we put it out? He says, well, if it's shot from the public and a public spot, and it so happens to be in their vision of their cameras, there's nothing wrong with what we're doing. But we didn't sit on that video. Well, actually, DeLong says the same thing. Well, that, See, those, DeLong those videos said- were edited, too. Those edit, the, when Tom DeLong put those videos out from TTSA, it took about three years before the unedited version came out, and we got to hear the full audio from what the pilots' reactions were saying. And there were certain things that were left out and cut out perf- purposely. Yes. This, and these guys are the ones that are talking to the major media, and uh, they're editing, they're storytelling, and they're not really looking out for uh, getting the information out as fast as possible by any means. Something resonated with me, Blake, a long time ago when you when when you messaged me uh, and kind of made communication uh, and said, you know, we should be working together, not against each other. And I'm right now at this very moment in time, that is what we need to definitely do. And I think even if if we there is a divide where somebody believes X Y Z and somebody is on you know a completely different side. I think with how this is going to go, we definitely have to have these open discussions. And if if that if you're going to get Greer and uh, Lou on together, I, I I mean, I would just let them go at it. You know, <laughs> just let. Yeah, but, but, but Greer. honestly, like, honestly uh, I I that would only really serve Stephen Greer. I don't see why, like, why? why Elizondo would want to even do that. He talks to everybody else. Why not talk to Greer? What's he afraid of? And what about the people that want to know? Yeah. If if you're so convinced in your own argument, the best thing you could do is speak to someone that doesn't disagree, that disagrees with you. Agreed. Because, you know, I, I would, I, you know. Listen, they're probably going to run into each other. Like this would not do Stephen Greer has had uh, several uh, uh, ugly confrontations with people in ufology on camera before. Um, you know, I, I I have no doubt at some point that's going to happen with with Elizano and Greer. You know, uh, so you're saying, perhaps, but you're saying it, it wouldn't be beneficial for Luis Elizondo, Nick Pope, Jeremy Corbell to go and talk to Greer because they have opposing views. Greer's going to maybe possibly outmatch them, engage them in dialogue. I'm not sure what the problem is because there's been many platforms that have had their own opinions of third phase of moon. Now I've reached out to these platforms personally and say, Hey, let's have a discussion, get my side of the story. Let's hear what's going on from our perspective. What's what we're really doing over here at third phase moon. We've jumped into lion's dens many times and sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, but in a way, I think again, this dialogue, what are they afraid of? Why not just, dialogue have an have a discussion and there wouldn't be, it be nice so to just it, hear 
But right, wouldn't it be nice just to hear Lou say, look, this is what we're doing because this is what we believe is happening with the evidence we have. You may not have all the same evidence, Stephen. You know, oh, and then Stephen Greer would probably say, but I have insiders, you know, and he'll go that route. And I think it would be interesting to hear that would put how that would play out. And I can see why Lou Elizondo, I even told, told Third Phase, they're not going to come on your show. They're not going to do it. I just have a feeling they're not. But what 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 advantage do they have? Exactly. No, there's no. Greer, like, yeah. They have NBC, ABC, CNN, Fox. Right. Right. Like, there's but no. They go yeah. every other small show. Elizondo. They're going on YouTube. Luis right. Elizondo talking to just about anybody that will listen to him. He's admitted it, and that's what he's paid to do. But nobody he's called him out. It. Well, that's yeah. You know that's why. How many times I, have you called us out in the past, Rich? Thousands. Exactly. And now, <laughs> now look at. We're, we're working on the same team. That's true. That is interesting. Well, maybe they don't want him part of their narrative. Or, I or also I think maybe they, maybe they can't handle. See, when I engage D Rich about some of your, you know, opinions and thousands of times, but not we engaged, right? Yeah. We figured it out. It's a little why, different. Why can't Louis <laughs> say the same thing? Or I know you're right. Just have that Corbin. human. Yeah. Oh, I there's think no reason to the soldier. So sorry, Kaya. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think they might lose another soldier as well, because I think the reason we've got Lou Elizondo in front of us instead of Tom DeLonge, which is what whatever's controlling this disclosure thing, it was supposed to be Tom DeLonge that was the figurehead of it. He made an absolute fool of himself on the largest show in the world at the time. You know, <laughs> it's where, when Rogan was, before he moved to Spotify and you know, sort of fragmented his audience. You know, it's, you've got the biggest audience in the world, and he made a fool out of himself. And that's why Tom DeLong's and TGSA faded away because the narrative is more powerful than that individual entity. And I think if you if you stick um, Alessandro and Greer together, I think Greer may, might make a turkey out of Alessandro. Mm. But we'll never know unless Elizondo decides that he's ready to engage in an adult conversation, just like he's doing on other shows, wherein the only difference here is that he'll actually have a call and response to work with rather than just a a host interviewing him and him answering questions. Uh, This is probably the most healthy thing that Lou Elizondo could do, even for his own face. Because imagine if he stood his ground up against Greer and they both came up within the conversation with many, you know, discussion points here that could be talked about for years to come. Then again, the insinuation is that there there could be some sort of congealing in respect to being an adult and just talking and discussing these topics at large. I agree. Sorry, I got put off them with Greer. <laughs> We're offering a service. We're offering a platform. We're offering an engagement. Greer's ready. He's on board. Why? You know, it's an open invitation. It's, let me tell you, maybe I could say I've reached out to a couple of the people and I'm not going to name names, but I got some hostility for even bringing up the idea of it, which is kind of it's totally surprising. I didn't expect the hostility. And some people were, you know, more professional than others. But to get hostile, just even bring up a fact to have a discussion when, in fact, they'll talk to anybody that promotes their narrative, their documentaries or whatever. But when it comes to a little bit of engagement with an opposing view, 
then the hostility comes forward. This well, that's true of, of life in general right now. Like when this was going on, there were people that I knew that are Republicans that I couldn't send anything that MSNBC said about UFOs because it's MSNBC. This would not listen to it. There are, I live in New York City. Uh, there are people that are, that are Democrats that would not listen to anything that was, don't want to hear anything that Tucker Carlson has to say about UFOs, no matter how interesting it is, you know, and they're UFO people, you know, like, it's like, it, it's ridiculous and petty, you know, people need to engage. Uh, this is true. Uh, uh, Tucker Carlson's not UFO people. Fox pardon? is not UFO. Tucker Carlson's yes. not UFO people. Yes, I'm talking about the people that I was sending it to. Yeah, yeah. Okay, my bad. Sorry about that. Who, who are I mean. The fact that you can't, you that there are people that are so politically entrenched, you know, right now that you cannot talk about them about something that they care deeply about objectively because you have to tailor uh, your argument to their like weird ideas and and uh, and beliefs. You know, like it's like walking on eggshells, really. It's a fractured community. It needs to come together, and again. It seems to me that the major media is controlling it. Again, like I said, all the actors are hired. The casting calls finished. And now it's up to us to, I guess, make our own counter uh, narrative in a way that is not, not purposely just to go against what mainstream media says by any means. Blake, it's, not, you, uh, it's just we need a the, – the narrative is so controlled, and obviously you're you're saying it is controlled. We've got to walk on eggshells every time we talk. It's so politicized. Why politicize UFOs? To me, it seems that, oh, if you voted for this president or you voted for this president, it seems like it's a straight, again, line in the sand of what, what you believe or not. Why, uh, when did UFOs become politicized? Blade, do you when trust TTSA. Like, do you trust David Traver? Do I trust David Fravor? Oh, well, you know, you know, we're working on our sequel, Countdown to Disclosure. And we've been talking to a lot of people, some people that are, uh, you know, been involved with rockets, uh, aerospace engineering. That, and then uh, another guy that was worked right there off the Nimitz. He's a retired naval officer and he's friends of Fravor. From what my boy said about Fravor, and I'm going to take his word for it, is whatever Fravor say, he's 100% accurate. He's not He's not like an actor. He witnessed something. So did Alex, his uh, yeah. co-pilot or what have you. Yeah. I believe that they saw something for sure. Those guys are being used in a way. Did you hear in the overtime when they went back to the Nimitz and they're saying, hey, look, we saw these Tic Tacs that they're being laughed at on board the Nimitz. Yeah. Everybody was making jokes about them. Well, that shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah, uh, it's it's bizarre to me that uh, the the military acts like we don't care. We don't care. They care. They've been following this for all this time. They know exactly what's going on. That's what. See, if it were what it was, they wouldn't be laughing at them because pretty much I think the higher ups know exactly what's going on. Otherwise, they wouldn't be laughing. They wouldn't be laughing at Fravor about his encounter with the Tic Tac. They'd be very, very. The was a control mechanism. That's always been a control mechanism, and that's the fact that it's been the default control mechanism for this, and it worked great. I mean, they literally hid the stars from us by getting us not to look up. Graves said they saw them. Somebody would see a tic tac or something every day for two years. They saw basically. 
So why would they be laughing about it every time they came back? It doesn't make sense. You might be nervous. Right. Maybe, right. Maybe, like, listen, they're, yeah. like, mm. I'll put it to you this way. When I was uh, in college studying physics, people would give me uh, uh, a shit for talking about UFOs openly. Hmm. Every one of them as an individual, though, would ask me for information. Or protecting airspace or you're not that's you it's a total different situation so not why really, are they why would they laugh at these guys it might have been nervous laughter yeah i think you, you honestly you could you know how many people saw a ufo and really don't want to talk about it Want nothing to do with it. Probably one of the big reasons why most reports don't go, uh, most sightings go unreported. There's a huge, you know, that, that's, that, this is not for everyone. Uh, and it's going to be. That's going to cause some real issues. Blake, Rich, uh, and, uh, well, everybody on the panel here. I mean, why, Rican Havoc, why do we actually need to choose a side with this, do you think? Why do you think it's so important to choose a side? Well, he says, why is there a need to choose sides between Greer and Elizondo? I personally believe neither one of these guys have ufology's best interests in mind. Wow. Yeah, I don't I don't think that that's, you know, I don't think it's implied that you have to choose a side. It's, you know, the same with any sort of decision. I, I look at the way of, of politics sometimes, you know, you have these figures talking, maybe you don't agree with everything they say, but who do you resonate more with? Who seems to make more sense? And then the, you know, research that you would go into that individual and the claims that they make. So while I see exactly what you're saying, wreaking havoc because it, it is very divided and the polarization is incredibly stark and it does feel like you have to sit in the one category or other but uh yeah truth of the matter is you take what you want from what all these people are saying and and you leave the rest you know you don't necessarily have to choose a side it's about what is being expressed that uh expresses the most truth for you and possibly for the collective <laughs> and can we go right and can we go back to what the original argument is because we, we haven't really touched on it much did we yeah that, yeah that's not, yeah yeah that's a good call rich that's a very good call the thing is that uh the problem is the threat assessment and what mm -hmm. greer believes and and what elizondo believes maybe two different things but isn't it that greer said elizondo told him or his lawyer that it isn't a threat and he knows it mm -hmm. What about that, what Greer's saying? He told his lawyer, he knows that the, Elizondo told his lawyer, he knows that these UAPs are not a threat. But yet he goes on TV saying that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's like, you know. Uh, it's weird, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's, I, I, it's kind of unethical. I mean, that's his lawyer. Like, but well, his lawyer said it. Didn't his yeah, lawyer that, say that, it too? Like, you know, that's, that, that's odd in itself. There's a lot of oddities going on. She and was on uh, Dr. Greer's last documentary. They were like, yes. participating. I was just about to say that, Blake. Yes, but go on. But yeah, was... and then all of a sudden, that's why I'm saying Greer, you know, when he made his statement is because of the 60 minutes drop and this mass amount of eyeballs on this subject matter with this narrative that's going on. And all these people are, you know, going with this narrative. And Greer's like, drawing the line and again Sheehan was uh collaborating with Greer at this at one time something's going on uh, obviously 
And, you know, I think within a month, we're going to find, we're going to see some cool things. We're going to get some really good videos. We're going to get more testimony. And I got, I got a feeling we're going to get a bigger picture coming up in this countdown. Yeah, we got days, uh, next couple of days, going to be very interesting. Call There's going to be videos dropping in the next few days, I've, I've heard. God, I hope so. There, there is. I, I okay, so it. videos, Blake, yeah. videos, what do you think we're going to get? Do you think we're just going to get more kind of gimbal footage or <laughs> flare yeah. footage? I hope, I, hope, I hope we're done with this grainy footage. Like, there's this, you know that footage of this thing that splashed down, splashed down. First off, we didn't see any splashes. Whatever it was, it was grainy as all heck. I have footage that I was just looking at from years ago, the exact same thing, going into the water. And in my opinion, I think I know what it is. I might do a report on it tonight. And it's in broad daylight. It's super clear. Oh, wait a second. It's not from the military. Forget it. Nobody needs to look at it. I'm not going to take videos from the public anymore because they don't care. Nobody cares about them anymore. That's, to me, so frustrating. And I don't care that they want to legitimize it just because it's military. The whole problem is that they're not dealing with the public in that footage, again, from fire department, from police officers, from FAA pilot, and they don't want to touch that. Oswaldo, why wouldn't they touch any, any of the public stuff? Why? Because honestly, they they want control over this. They, they... Why would they want control over it? Why, what's a conspiracy of control? You, there shouldn't be any control over anything. Yeah, I didn't say that I would that they should have control. I'm saying that they want control, and this is a, true of everything in the media, social media, and otherwise. They have been clamping, and you know this. They've been clamping down, you know, uh, uh, for years and years and years. And it's not going to yep. get easier. It's probably going to get much worse, and in new ways. Uh, and this might be one of these new ways. You know, uh, again, they're they're gonna uh, there's going to be a lot of weird stuff rolling out, uh, and. There's going to be a lot of strange. I, I, I just think it'd be refreshing if this panel was replaced by Greer in the middle of it, Nick Pope on the you know left, you know on the right Jeremy Corbell, on the bottom Luis Elizondo, and well, Leslie. Oh, no, it'd be great viewing. You know, it'd be great, awesome. Great viewing. And who knows? Hey, we're getting things accomplished. We're hearing each other's sides viewpoints. I'd like to add somebody to that panel. Let's at least add Mick West to that panel as well. I'd like to add Bob Lazar to it. Let's <laughs> so Joe Rogan as well. Why not? All right. I'll just get everybody on. <laughs> Extreme just, can hold pen. Hey, Michael just Sala quickly. Michael Sala mm-hmm. is ready to come on. Michael Sala and Greer, they have their uh, interesting viewpoints. Greer doesn't agree with some of Michael Sala's points on things. But uh, Sala reached out to me. He wants to participate and kind of be in the corner of Greer because he believes that this now rate of being put out is, uh, you know, manipulated, obviously. Uh, just quickly, because obviously I spoke to uh, Ollie and Rich about this more than uh, as well the break and dark hour. Um, why do you think this is happening now? Because that, that's the most interesting thing for me. Because without mentioning anything, that's yeah, yeah, with, without men- without mentioning things that get people demonetized, um, it feels like the worst time that this could possibly happen. 
And so there has to be a reason for right now. I see it just the opposite way, honestly. I think you can look at this from many different angles. I think this is probably the most opportune time wherein, you know, we've all had this big respite in certain ways from regular routine over the, you know, time that it has been where we possibly were forced to introvert to some extent and introspect. Uh, and, you know, maybe these questions uh, that arose during that time will kind of mirror what we're seeing here. Uh, you know, you know, not not that it's not worth anything, because I do think that there's something to this, but obviously we're not going to get into it now. But, mm -hmm. you know, Greer is talking about a paradigm shift. There are other people talking about a paradigm shift. And, you know, some are more uh, alarming than other or alarmist. Um, and yet they all speak of this shift in vibration that's occurring. And it, it starts with this dissemination of certain information and uh, spiritual knowledge that perhaps we all express or we all have in some way, shape or form. And we're just not utilizing to the best of our benefit or the benefit of the whole. So again, I'm throwing this theory out there because it has been on the table since at least the nineties, late eighties, early nineties. And since then, we've only seen this logarithmic uptick in the sort of activity, in the dissemination of documents, in the interest of uh, the field of ufology and esoterics in general. I mean, that could very well be possibly some of the catalyst. But again, it's a very intangible uh, explanation or philosophy. And yet it's still there at the helm as an actual explanation for why this might be an opportune time for these things to come forward. The idea that humanity's hit these steps at certain mm -hmm. points and we're, mm -hmm. we're on the precipice of another one. You know what I think the I, the reason why I think that the timing is happening because first I don't know it's something I've been thinking about. We all live on this planet and we're living it all at the same time. We all have this this consciousness and we're living in this light. And what's happening is we're destined to see all this stuff. For some reason, we're born at this time to see all this technology. We could appreciate the technology. We've seen it advance. We're, we're getting answers. We're our medicine, everything's advancing to this point. And I don't know, maybe it's just destiny that we're in the future right now with everything we're seeing. The Elon Musk, uh, you know, driverless cars, everything is kind of advancing. And I think we're just destined to get into this uh, disclosure. And we're, it's just inevitable because this is part of our life that we're living in. And we're just lucky enough to be part of this time in human history and i think it's it is uh it's almost predestined and for some reason we're living it in that in this time and it's it's a perfect timing we're about all this right you know we're we're mature enough to accept it in our in our uh, ways of thinking as we are uh, on this panel i don't think there it would have been ready you know 30 years ago 40 years ago i don't know if we would have been mature enough to handle uh, this kind of conversation but right now we are and i think it is um something that again is just destiny that we will get the answers to disclosure but unfortunately there's this you know they're going to take advantage of it and then they're going to twist the narrative and unfortunately i just want these guys i want greer and this whole discussion to talk about the bigger picture the possibilities i want to hear what luis elizondo has to say in regards to why he thinks his threat, why he would disregard that it could be possibly be one of ours. Does he not believe that we have uh, technology that's in our assets that could be uh, comparable to the Tic Tac? Because I believe, from what I've been hearing in our sequel to Countdown to Disclosure, we've been talking to people, obviously, 
we have assets. We, we have it for national security. And some of these assets are 100 years in advance in technology. This is exactly what the Tic Tac would look like. They're just, they don't want to admit it's theirs. So I just want to see that engagement and why Luis Elizondo doesn't believe that it's a possibility that this is something with our own assets from a private corporation, not necessarily military. So where are we heading after the 180 days is over? Then what? <laughs> what What's the next that. thing? Our sequel, Countdown to Disclosure. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that would just, uh, you know, perhaps push forward another bit of dis- uh, well, dissemination of information. Be, <laughs> well, they said there was going to be uh, an interim report followed by a, a more detailed report in September. That's like what I've heard last. Okay. So, uh, but, so they're going to break it up into two different things. And, uh, uh, you know, so we're getting, we're getting something and then we're getting something else. Do you guys think that we're going to get anything from like anybody who's like really like a, like a president or, you know, uh, well, we got Obama uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah, I know. But do you think, do you think Biden's going to say anything about it? Listen, once, Biden, once, like, they asked Biden, Biden didn't respond. He, he literally he ran respond. away from it. And Biden is not going to say anything until, unless a UFO incident happens in public, a major one. I don't expect Biden to say anything in public about UFOs until after the report is done, and he's going to stick to whatever's in the report. Doesn't the American people and the world deserve our president talking about subject matter that's so relevant in the news, and then he just laughs it off and walks away? We deserve a lot of things. We deserve a lot of things. The world isn't perfect. We get what we get. That's a truth. That's a truth. There, I agree with you on that. I mean, we we, we talk like we have options, and and, and uh, we're going to do something. No, we're not. We're going to get what we get. But going back to that, it's so odd how uh, Obama like makes that little statement on that video, and it, now it's everywhere. And right after this, you know, it's it's all these little. These, it's, it's all these little bits of jigsaw pieces all coming together. What's but, weird, though, mm. Ollie, is that years ago, Obama says, I don't know, I was told that Obama made another statement like four years ago in regards to, oh, I don't know anything about UFOs. Yes. And now all of a sudden, he's saying, oh, yeah, they're out there. A few years ago, he did make a, a, a cryptic, uh, it was on a show. And uh, they were asking him about uh, UFOs and, and things like that. And he's like, you know, I've seen, you know, some things, and they're not all that interesting looking. He said that. And honestly, the videos we're getting, not all that interesting looking. So You're exactly right. He's correct. <laughs> I agree with you on that one, Osvaldo. Correct. High five, high five, Osvaldo, high five. That was uh, Jimmy Fallon, wasn't it? Was it, was he, was it when he was on Fallon? Uh, was it Fallon? I yeah. I forget. I don't, dude. I don't really watch the shows. I watch what the president says. You know, I I don't care for like like I don't really watch a lot of TV. After TV started going like saccharine woke, I just like you know. All you gotta I, do is go phone YouTube and the major media shows everything. You don't have to watch TV. They just want to show you what they want to show when you search the subject matter. You can't even find. Let's just say, Oswaldo, you saw something strange in the sky. You posted it up on YouTube. And said, hey, UFO over New York. You can't even find your video anymore. Back in the day, we'd be able to search last hour, see what the world's search, what the world's posting. 
just regular people like ourselves capturing street. Now you can't, what's that? Now you get kids eating noodles out of Japan. All you see is Japan UFO noodles, you know, ramen. You know, what's, what's up with this? All, all those type of videos, like, you know, them other videos on YouTube where they go, hey, they make them, they make them little noises, like, you know. No, that's something else. What the hell is that called? I forget. What's it called? That's it's something called else. Uh, Lee, I, de- uh, yeah, I definitely forget what it's called, called yeah. every night to go to sleep. That's, that's, not. YouTube's full of that, but, so, I mean, going back to the, the, the UFOs rather than the ASMR, but, I, I I spoke to my dad the other night about this, and I said, "Dad, something may come of this because my dad actually got me into UFOs. My dad was in the Merchant Navy. Uh, I don't know if anybody's, if you guys have heard me speak about this on the channel before, but my oh. dad in the 1980s saw something shot straight over the ship from one end of the horizon to the other, to the other. Oh. I keep hearing a phone. Yeah, it's it's at speeds, he he said he couldn't comprehend, and they had to call it in. And that is the that's not the the Royal Navy. That's in that's the Merchant Navy, and they called it in. He was probably drunk at the time when he called it in as well because he used to drink. But it, but the guys all saw this thing, like a light, literally shoot straight over, with no noise, when they were all on deck. And the the thing is, this is the 1980s, and I said to my dad, I said, so. If you think about that back then, he said, "Is is that could that possibly be our technology?" And he said, "Not a chance." He says, "But I don't know if it's alien either. It could be just an like a a natural. I'm not going to say the word phenomenon because I can't say it. I just said it. You know, they've been around for <laughs> thousands of years, thousands of years. The presence of uh, possibly extraterrestrial in nature." interdimensional time travelers whatever it is that's in the skies they've been reported they've been seen in ancient artwork recently i've come across a treasure trove of historical artifacts discovered out of mexico i've just recently showed it to uh rich i showed it to um dark hour we're looking at these uh, photographs very incredible i'm speaking to the person it's it's pretty nuts and it if if this turns out to be what it appears to be is that there was a civilization that lived 8,500 years ago that were depicting obviously uh, an alien race and it's clear as day. We're going to get this uh, these artifacts uh, looked at by the University of California. We've made some calls. It's going to be in July. Where were those artifacts found. located? Pardon me? Where were these found? Mexico. Is this perhaps the same cache of stuff that uh, was allegedly, it came out maybe, about maybe five or six years ago, uh, or perhaps longer before that. There was a guy that was claiming to be Raul Julia's son, and that he had, was working on a documentary, and they had this huge cache of, of uh, supposedly uh, artifacts that, that were depicting extraterrestrials, and it was supposed to be a big thing, and then... then then something happened. There was some type of scandal or issue, and then it was like just gone, and nobody ever brought it up again. You know what's interesting? The Mexican government, for some reason, from what I'm hearing in regards to these artifacts that are being discovered over there, if the government comes and sees these things, they'll destroy it with sledgehammers. If some of these people that are digging this up submits it to the Mexican museums, they'll get some paperwork, say, yeah, we'll take it. And when the person comes back and says, hey, I want my artifact back, 
It's in some aristocrat's hand in England. You know, some royalty owns this stuff. Well, yeah, well, there, no, there's no term, There's long-term, like, listen, there's, the rumor is that there is an antiquities market for extraterrestrial stuff. And this has been going on for a very long time. Like, like, like I mean, like, like over a hundred years. Like, sure. you will find, like, very unusual, th- like, like, it, it, there's rumors that that uh, people have had UFO uh, uh, crash pieces, you know, like significant ones, but they were all in, in private collections for a long time. And that, uh, like, when uh, the military started really getting involved, they started grabbing up some of those, and uh, other people have, you know, still have theirs, but they're under lock and key. Um, but they're out there, and uh, I would imagine. You know, once the cat's out the bag, we might see some of those things. Well, I have it. We have a a person along with this guy named Irving out of uh, Mexico digging up in the mountains. Very dangerous neighborhood. Cartels everywhere. You walk up these mountains, you know, somebody will see that you're dressed a little nicer than the rest of everybody. You know, you'll get shot. Nobody on this place is real rowdy, but. They've got thousands of these things. Rich, when I showed you these photographs, I know you're kind of blown away last night sleeping on it. What what do you still make of uh, the evidence that I uh, gave forth to you, Deep? Well, if it's real, it's the find of the century, you know, of our lifetimes, because what's depicting are aging, uh, ancient Egyptian-like aliens and things that were, it looked like from, Stargate SG one, some of these things. So in my mind, yeah, I'm on the fence. Wonky. What's that? It's wonky. Yeah, it is. But if it's real, my God, it's really amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, like, that's true. It's kind of like listen. Some people like will like you see a UFO and they're like, well, take a photograph of it. Oh, it looks like a pot. Yeah, it's made out of metal. <laughs> giant pots i'm gonna pull up i'm gonna pull up one of these photographs uh, of the artifact and yeah like I said, there's thousands of them but these are like um it's art it's imagery art that isn't something that oh you can misconstrue as something like some of the egyptian hieroglyphs where we see the helicopter the flying sauce you know we could have pareidolia with that it, you know it looks cool and it could be what it represents but in this, these artifacts, it's undeniable what we're looking at. Yeah. They're freaking flying saucers. Awesome. Alien grays. Short you believe them, Blake. You, elongated you, skulls. Yeah. <laughs> you name it. Of the pictures that you've seen, Blake, does it look? Do you think it looks completely? So we're treasure hunters. We know what uh, when we dig things out of the ground. We can see the patina on it. We can see how the dirt and gets into the cracks. We we can see. Uh, erosion. If, so when they appear to be authentic, um, you know, to go ahead and if they're going to fake thousands and thousands of these artifacts, that would be a lot of work. These guys aren't doing that. They're they're telling me they're digging them out of the ground. These are actually being done. They're not being manufactured. And uh, you know, I'm. Are, are you happy? Done. Are you happy looking at them that they're physical objects and not sort of like blender, like. Creations. Oh, 
No, no, no. These are these are artifacts. And again, why would they want to get them studied? Why would they want to get them dated? Why would they? Yeah. Want to the universe? Why they want to debunk themselves? No, they want to actually prove no, no. this is what they're finding. How so about this? How how about the one that uh, there's levels, layers and layers of the the images, right? Or of the rocks? It's weird. They're like sedimentary, or they're I don't know what was the word you used. There's like different layers underneath this one, guys. Give him the full screen. Can we do that? Can you blow him up, Alien Attic? Um. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 Blow Blake up. Um. Hold on, Blake. We're gonna blow you up here. Maybe. One second. You're getting rid of him. There we go. So this is just one of the photographs. Obviously, it's not Blender, in my opinion. Uh, there's a lot of intricate work involved here. Um, there's, hundreds of little, there's hundreds of little alien grays all on this side. I'll get one more. We got another one for you. Um, again, there's thousands of these things, and I think it could represent. Obviously, there was a civilization that was communicating with these beings that have been written in history. But the evidence here, apparently Mexico doesn't like this narrative of this past history. Anything before Jesus, they don't want to have any other worship of, a, of another kind of en entity or deity. So this is their problem in Mexico. <laughs> So they destroy this evidence, they suppress it, or they sell it on the black market to, you know, private collections. And a lot of this stuff gets kind of smuggled out of Mexico in its own way, because, you know, if they show it through uh, customs, they'll just confiscate it and take it from them. Because this, uh, this narrative of this deities or entities that uh, existed before Christianity is taboo. That's a big point that you're making there, Blake. And I think a lot of this does go back to religious belief for uh, many of the cultures that we're talking about. I mean, Mexico uh, having such an ingrained religious, uh, again, belief that, yes, it makes 100 percent sense. Now, of course, if you were to look back and think about the possibility that we've all kind of entertained here, wherein maybe ancient people were actually worshiping some of these extraterrestrials because they were presented in some sort of etheric or godlike figure. Well, that's a part of history that I'm sure certain people don't want us to remember. I mean, maybe there was more power in the culture that was united in that way. Uh, you know, I'm just, you know, guessing here, but there's obviously a reason that they're uncomfortable with us researching that side of history, uh, especially in some of these cultures where a lot of these ruins have been and undoubtedly have been excavated in certain respects in secrecy, where they're not going to show us uh, what they found. I mean, uh, Egypt is a great example. I'm sure the governments are very well aware of some of the configurations and what they were possibly used for at that time, in an esoteric sense, of course. Okay, so what yeah. you see here is a winged, uh, you know, Anunnaki on this side, I guess. You see the feathers. And then he's petting this little alien gray. You know. What is the alien gray doing to him? Mm. Yeah. I <laughs> said there's a tongue out, definitely. There is, is a tongue out. That is bizarre. But look at the headdress. They're inlaid out. And it's really uh, intricate inlaid work. 
Um, again, to fake this, thousands of these things, I don't see any reason for that. But again, people might want to make money and sell artwork on the black market. So it's a possibility. But again, we want to get these things studied. But if you can see the little, you know, I like his right headdress there. on. Yeah. yeah. Very uh, Moctezuma or, uh, you know, some other Aztecian yeah. feel to it. So that's not that definitive. Feels, but. That feels to me like a reconstruction. Like that yeah. is real right. parts because that, that middle bit is so clean. That, that they've been underground that, for 8,500 or, or, years. Or it feels like there's been parts of something that's been found and then it, the well, rest what it of it's is, been it's, reconstructed. A lot of these, a lot mm. of these things are, <laughs> there's, it's inlaid different stones that are all put into a, a, this piece. So, yeah, it's not one stone. They're inlaid from different mm. stones, from different regions. Right, uh, you okay. have the topaz. So, yeah, there's like the way they, they constructed it. it. And they say what's kind of crazy is, too, they say that they'll put a light under it. And then when they shut off the lights, they glow for a little bit. Wow. Blake, Blake just hold that up again. Because the, this, what's, I mean, I don't know if it's real or fake or, or anything like that from a picture. But I tell you what is interesting. Whatever it is, it's almost like it's kind of patting the gray. Uh, you know, yeah. you know, like like it's it's a pet. It's not. Oh yeah. You know, we're healing not, him. He could be a healer. Yeah. What's going on there? It doesn't look like anything. I would say healing. Well, that one is well, different. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, listen. The uh, the they used to. The reason why they used to kill all those people on those pyramids was, you know, to. Uh, Try to flag these things down. You know, that there like there's a lot of crazy stuff that happened uh, uh, just before Columbus arrived. You know, there was a lot of weird things happening with Mayans. That one's quite hard to work out, but it's like there's something in the middle and there's it, it looks like it, are they are they are they feeding this gray alien something? Probably blood. All I know is this shit's compelling, man. And mm. this guy reached out to me yesterday. He said, maybe, who knows, third phase moon might be able to help help me out, get the uh, get some information, get some studies on this thing. And it's a cold call. So then we called up our, our physicist friend, Alex Gershowitz, who sits on the head of the Smithsonian. Hey, can you help me out? Let's get, get these uh, universities to take a look at it. He gets on the phone, University of California, uh, University of California sees the photos. They find it interesting. There it goes. Hey, we're, I got this information yesterday. I'm already sharing it. I'm not, we're, we're not holding, you know, we're, we're going to get it studied and all that stuff. But hey, look, put this shit out. And uh, that's a problem with some of these people in this field that they're not putting out what they know when they got it. The world's not going to panic. Let's see what I expect to see. Let's just see some clear evidence. I want to see the FAA pilot flanking the Tic Tac within 50 feet and they have this super clear video shot, HD, 4K. Give it to us. I want to see him. Get, I want to see him do, do, do an inverted flight and give it the bird. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe in the next Top Gun movie, who knows? They're re-editing it right now, and you know, Tom Cruise is going to engage the Tic Tac. For all we know, now that would be something. That'd be <laughs> kind of cool. So. Going going a bit back to the, the to Greer's past with with TTSA, 
and kind of like this, there's always been this bit of uh, a war going on. And I have mentioned this a few times on the show, and I did a video about it where, and I know you're not a fan of the, and is it the, oh, I can't pronounce it, Anacana? Um, yeah, the little the little guy. So I did a video a while back actually defending Greer, and this is when TTSA were really big. And what happened was that Gary Nolan, that was doing the research on the Anacana um, Chilean alien thing, um, he took that to TTSA, and TTSA then put a big debunk out on it and said that this is nothing more than a fetus with like crazy anomalies, crazy like anomalies that had happened at birth. So many things had happened to this thing at birth. And that's the reason why it was like it is. And Greer looks extremely upset and he's like showing all his paperwork and he, and it's almost like Gary just left this is the kind of similar thing that, to what you're saying with uh, Gre- the, the lawyer that was on Greer's last documentary, Blake. And now he's... Um, I'm pointing a lot, yeah. <laughs> but do you, do you know what I mean? It, it is weird because... And I know you're not a fan of, of the serious um, project yeah. because you supported that and then yeah. you, said it, you said it was a load of shit. Yeah. But you, you have to admit it's a bit weird that Gary was with Greer and then he went across to uh, TTSA. No, no, I don't think it's weird because uh, people get sick of Stephen Greer. There's a lot of people that have been talking uh, 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 about incidents with Stephen Greer. Uh, I'm not the only person uh, at all. But the uh, research, I, I, but, but, but also the research that Gary was doing with with Greer on on that uh, Anacana little thing, he was quite compelled with it all. And this is an extremely intelligent man. Yes. But then, literally, TTSA put a doc, uh, put put a, a still image out with with Gary Nolan's um, full thing. But it, full, full analysis, and it, but it was on TCSA's website, and Greer was fuming about it, and he said this. He said then that this is this is a big deception. Oh yeah, and and did you see the photo of the uh, the new body Greer's uh, talking about now? No, I've not seen that. Yeah, it's like if I were him, I would stay away from that because it doesn't look like much of anything. Either. Yeah, I agree. That photograph of the alien that's being interdimensional or in and out, it's oh it's, yes, it's in trapped. Trash. I thought you meant a new body. No, I mean a new. Yeah, there's. Well, he doesn't have the body. He has uh, an image of a of a supposed alien body that's being autopsied. Uh, that's supposedly from the 1920s, and uh, you can't even. You can't. It, it looks like a mangled body. It doesn't look. There's nothing about it that's particularly extraterrestrial, you know, or intriguing, at all. Do we? Do we have that? I haven't seen that. I have. I have it somewhere. Uh, I, 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 I didn't really pay too much attention to it because it was like, really, you know, like it's another weird less than again, man, Greer gave it all, I think back in 2000 and, uh, doesn't have a whole lot more going on, uh, than that. Cause it's been, uh, it's been nothing but misses. And like, honestly, like, uh, he would, uh, I remember when uh, people would say, Oh, you go to, 
go to the CE5s. You give him a five grand, and he's gonna. He shows you a special uh, 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 stuff that he doesn't release. All that stuff was in, like you know, these documentaries that he's put out, and it's not that great. You know, it's not. It's not all that interesting. It, it was made to be uh, 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 bigger than it than it actually, you know, really was. I mean, we've all seen that now. That 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 those things that he shows in those documentaries were the things that you used to have to go. Uh, uh, to one of uh, uh, Greer's cramping trips to to see, and uh, it's not worth it. Oz, is there anything about you that kind of thinks that maybe Greer he has made a few mistakes, but uh, yeah, with with, with, the, with the statement that he came out, do you do you not think that he, he he's being gen, genuine and he is concerned? No, I don't. I think he plays Stephen Greer plays a game that pr- it promotes Stephen Greer. Uh, uh, Stephen Greer to me is very egotistical and odd, um, like really like odd. And it's not just me. There's, uh, there's a lot of, uh, again, a lot of people are coming forward. I know Lee doesn't believe me, but give it some time. You might be forced to, because again, I'm not the only guy with odd stories about interactions with Stephen Greer, like unnecessarily odd. I'm not, I'm, I, it's not, I don't believe I believe you haven't you had an odd interaction with him, but I don't believe that an odd interaction would make Stephen Greer think you were like Secret Service. Yeah, I don't know. I, I there's nothing about me, especially then, that was like you know. Uh, and I've, I've never been in the military. Family's not in the military. Oh well, no, I have some uncles in the military, but I like I don't speak to my family. But like some that. sometimes, like you, I mean, you get someone like that that. Is speaking to people every day. That I mean, let's be perfectly honest. If you're involved in this field, um, you're going to speak to some fucking crazy people. So these people are going to come up to you, and you're going to get tired of people coming up to you all the time. So maybe, maybe you just caught him on like his hundred and fiftieth person that wanted to show them a spot on their own. Listen, I was a big Greer head as a kid. Oh, let me tell you this and follow. Hey, when I when I speak to Dr. Greer back years ago, working on Countdown to Disclosure, you know, there are moments where he comes across as, you know, like you say, he kind of blows up. He's kind of aggressive in certain tactics of his uh, verbiage. Yes, yes, there's something but, but, disingenuous about this. But when you engage him, I've, I found with Greer when I engage him and I go, hey, look, this is what's really going on. I don't want to hear... I don't need this shit. I just want to talk about what I'm talking about. Let's, and you kind of got to like, if you come across in a way and you st- stand up to him in a way that he, he'll respect it. And let me tell you, he's not the only odd one. Like when yeah. I've been trying to get the, the response to uh, these people to come on the debate or this conversation with Greer, I'm getting odd responses and it is a lot more hostile. Yeah. And, uh, well, so, for some me, reason, crazy people bizarre. love this stuff. Crazy people love UFOs. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it's like uh, uh, like moths to a flame. You know, uh, it's it, it's one of the banes of uh, existence. Like I, I did, I used to do lectures like back in the '90s, early 2000s, and I stopped. I stopped because it was just too much craziness. You know, uh, you know, I, I prefer YouTube because like, you know, even with like, you know, uh, weirdos and odd comments, you know, uh, uh, it's it's uh, it's much it, it's better for your mental health and, uh, you know, your, your your sanity to just like, you know, 
like uh, to disengage. You can't engage everybody in the, in this thing, you know. And it sounds elitist and and whatever, but it, it's a fact of the matter, you know. At least at this stage in the game. Uh, let's see what happens after we get some of these revelations and there's and uh, the UFO community starts growing, you know, from the general population. Uh, perhaps that will change, but. Uh, I have to say to back Osvaldo up there with that bit, though. Uh, I, I spoke to uh, Tyler about his interview with Stephen Greer. And he, he, I said, you know, it would have been great if he could have asked him this. And it's like trying to speak to Steve. He said, start trying, he says, trying to get a word in edgeways with Stephen Greer is pretty hard. You know, it's it, the, you gotta, the guy. You got to talk. You got to engage Greer or he'll roll all over you. Mm-hmm. But. He will talk. He will engage. My conversation with him off the record for two hours, it was an engaging, enlightening uh, conversation. And the information that he was coming out with wasn't for show. It was for a conversation. Why the hell would he talk to me for two hours? I think it's four o'clock in the morning his time just to bullshit me. There's no reason for that. He was naming names. He's naming dates, times, when, where, in regards to all the people on the panel of why he yes. thinks which their narrative. But listen, so also, listen, there were, there were, there, then you talk with people that work with Greer. Uh, do you remember Armadeep Kalika, the director of Sirius? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lord, yeah, yeah. Didn't Lord, his father have an issue? His father had, you know, some action. Yeah, with, with I can't say what, it would be kind of demonetizable. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, okay. But anyway, um, that, that the horrible situation, yes. Yeah. Um, we reached out to him because they were sharing third phase of moon footage on their YouTube on their documentary without permission. So I reached out to the director. I'm like, hey, look, you can't just take this footage without at least giving credit. But then we heard about the disaster that happened with his father. We're like, oh well, you know, the, the poor, I felt sorry for the guy, so I just backed off. Whatever. Well, 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 hold on, hold on. So basically, what happens is is. Uh, Alejandro Rojas was doing interviews with oh people. Oh, my God, that guy? Jesus Christ. Yes. So Rojas Talk was doing crazy. So Rojas was doing interviews uh, with uh, people that were involved in Sirius what, during the lead-up to the, to the premiere. And uh, Kalika made some very, again, thinly-veiled hits at Greer about uh, some disingenuineness or some things that had happened. And there seemed to have been like a back and forth between them making accusations, and 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 it kind of squashed. Uh, there's 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 weird stuff going on in that camp. Uh, uh, another situation like Greer sometimes does things that are over the top, like his claim that he taught CE five protocols to the extraterrestrials. Have you heard that one? Now here's the thing. Oz, he's saying he's saying he he taught. He says. He taught again, dude. Greer is. It gets worse. Um, this is the thing. I've never heard him say this. Where's this? Oh yes, on camera, on camera. Oh, uh, he said some things. He summoned the Phoenix Lights over Arizona. Yes, that, that, yeah, no, 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 no. And there's it, more to it than that. It's like uh, Greer will say he invented the CE five protocols. People in South America were doing that for decades. My mom was a part of a group that was doing CE fives, or the equivalent thereof. You know, I don't, and, uh, I don't think he means he invents them, does he? Doesn't he just mean that said he, this? Yeah, but the C, the, the name is his, isn't it? The no, brand, yeah. it's yeah, yeah that, that's yeah, what he yes. means. He doesn't he mean he came up that, with and it. maybe he was one of the first people to do this in English. 
But this was already a phenomenon in South America for quite some time. Quite some sure. time. Of um, course. Yeah. We actually yeah. made it accessible. I don't know if he made it accessible. I, I think he made it about him. Well, I can buy the book. You know, if I don't know who he is, even, or if somebody just recommends it to me, I can get in touch with the philosophies and, and what well, he's Well, yeah, presenting. but still, there's a lot of ego in Greer. There's a lot of ego in Greer. And, and it's any, any plays. Who else on the panel doesn't have an ego that wants to be on the show? That's why, if we're going to have this debate, everyone on that panel has egos, huge. So they shouldn't have a problem to have a clash of egos and be men and just talk. But when I'm reaching out to these guys and their egos so high, they become hostile. That's, uh, to me, is unacceptable. Yes, and no. That's, that's defensiveness as well. Blake, have they, have they, have any of them been in touch yet? Yes, absolutely. Uh, are they interested? I, you know, I can't say at the moment that the, we're getting, we'll see what happens in two weeks because when we get Greer, we're going to be live. We're going to still say, hey, look, we're going to reach out to the panel. We're live. Are you in? Let's do this. If you're not, hey, well, everybody's going to know you didn't show up to, and, you know, show up to the uh, debate. What does that show you? That's to me, it says a lot. If I hope at least one of them shows up, but if they all don't, what does that tell you? That they can't even engage with a man that's been in this uh, field doing this disclosure movement for over 30 years and they can't even engage with the guy because he's a CE5 kind of guy or, you know, he believes in the Atacama. There's Democrats that don't talk to Republicans. Republicans don't want to talk to Democrats. It's uh, the same thing. I talk to Democrats all the time. Most, of, a lot of my friends here in Hawaii. It's a liberal state. Yeah, but hey, we get to we engage, and it's fine. Why not? I I don't know why these, why you say they shouldn't or wouldn't do. More Greer has more to gain than Louise or I think, I think Greer's on the fence. I, I really do. I think that this that uh, things are going to really change in this field uh, in the next little while, um, and I don't think a lot of people are going to make it through. I think there's a lot of guys that are just going to go away, you know, uh, and uh, new players are going to start showing up, and we're already seeing new players. Yeah, but see, even if Elizondo were to shut Greer down in a conversation, that wouldn't behoove Greer in any sense. In fact, that would be probably pretty detrimental if he was shown up in certain ways. Uh, you know, both yes. people have strong arguments on their side. Let's see him come together. I think yeah, that's something Greer, feasible. Greer will, Greer will spin it. Greer will spin it. Aha, you see? They attacked me. It's like, I yeah, would just we, give him the opportunity to do that, though, and show us that that's what he'll do. After yeah. this uh, after this show, I'm going to be sending this link directly to Greer. Say, hey, look, we just had a discussion on the debate. See if he watches it. He, he uh, He's watching... Mike. My question to Greer then would be: Can you can he show us the evidence that that they, that Lou is you know he he's he's working for X Y Z? Can he show us this this evidence? Because I know he he states it, and it came across very genuine, and it came across like he cared for literally the entire world, and it did come across like, and I was like, wow, That's I like one hundred percent with you. It was like a Jerry. It was like a. It, it, Greer was Jerry Maguire, you know, on the, in the film where he just 
stood up and fought for himself. That's what it looked like to me. But I want to see the, the evidence, you know, that he has against Lou. He has against these people. I mean, I know it's a bit complicated when you kind of like. What's up? Let me ask this question. It's kind of the elephant in the room in regards to all these videos that we're seeing. The only one we see at the end is the splash down, splash down, whatever. Hey, at least we saw the end of that video. Why aren't we seeing all the footage of the Tic Tac, the gimbal? Did the camera shut off well, mysteriously? They, no. well, they, listen, they, they've stated that there's certain things that were edited out because they show certain capabilities that should remain classified, which is justifiable. Um, you know, so that, and the thing is, honestly, we're in a new paradigm. We're just starting to get stuff from the government. This is probably how things are going I don't understand getting- what you're saying. So if we, they showed us more of the video of the gimbal, boop, 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 it's rotating, and then it goes, pill. That's going to be, that's, that's a national security or, I, I don't understand. I no, some of the, no, some of the, uh, some of our capabilities, our optical capabilities, they're trying to protect. They don't necessarily want uh, everybody to know exactly what we're capable of viewing. Or, Show or, the end of that footage. Just how good our that camera. Camera. Why would they, I, it's frustrating. Why don't they just put out the entire? I don't understand. They, you're saying we don't want them to see our optical capabilities of filming this, but they already showed us optical capabilities. They Clear. showed us some yeah. things. We, we only we only saw what they showed us. We don't know what the rest was. Remember, they might, saw. Because it might reveal, oh, exactly, might reveal uh, exactly what it is, but they're editing it. Well, here's another thing too. Like the idea that these things cost a trillion dollars to make, and yet there's a fleet of them. That's right. And that they've seen them. That's a bit problematic. Uh, Honestly, if, if these things are so prohibitively costly to make, uh, and we're seeing that our pilots are seeing them every day for years, you know, I, I doubt it's the same one being repeatedly used over and over again, you know, and especially when they're being shown in in, in squadrons. So uh, this is that, that there might be problems with that theory. Um, Blade, did you speak to to Dr. Greer about? The, and I'm going to call him Dr. Greer because we keep calling him Greer. And he, you know, he's, he, is a, he is a doctor. Um, did, you speak, did you speak to him about the, the footage, you know, the five pieces that we have now? I'm, I'm going to say the five because that's the five that stand out. You know, the five pieces, the, the, you know, the FLIR, the, the, go, the go fast. Yeah. You know, I didn't talk Gimbal. to Greer specifically about the videos themselves. I, I don't know if he has an opinion. What does on he it. think? You don't know. You don't know what well, he, he has thinks a... that there there are, and uh, there's no ET involvement whatsoever. And it's it's one of ours. That's it. That's all he yeah, wants them. Aliens are not a threat, in my opinion. Otherwise, they would have threatened us a long time ago. This is just technology that's within our assets it's going to come out they got to figure out how they're going to trickle it trickle it in what we're going to do is we're going to make a lot of money the military is going to make a lot of money to defend against this supposed threat tic tac and we're going to match its technology somehow or another because oh wow we got to defend it so we're going to have to put trillions of dollars into craft that could defend against this and give a reason why they're, they're dropping this kind of money it's it's pretty basic but Dr. Greer is saying that 
that we're, we're possibly going to be a threat to them. Once we get in space, they're going to try and take them out. He's, that's what he's, it's all, that's how it comes across what he's saying. Am I, am I right? Am I wrong? By how he's putting that across. And in, in my mind, if they've been here for thousands and thousands of years, then, you know, they're, they're way ahead of anything that we could possibly do to, to harm them. You know, how are we going to take them out? We don't want to try and take them out. But that's, uh, unfortunately, it seems like that's where, where we're going, is to uh, create a larger military to defend against a threat that's unknown. Whether, and basically we know exactly what we're it is. Going we're going after people in caves in, in, you know, in Afghanistan, saying there's, there's a big threat. Now we got this, now we got this uh, aerial phenomenon. It's just positioning into the military to create more money in regards to defense. And, hey, that's uh, their business. It's probably they're required, like a corporation, to make money. That's their job. So, you know, why not have this technology zooming around and go, oh, my God, we don't know what it is. Now we've got to make a song about it. Huh? Should we make a song about this for our next album? You aliens are not a threat. Come on. Dark hour. Give me the guitar. Let's rock here. Let's go. Let's go right now. Come on. <laughs> Brent, I want to hear Lee, the backups on Lee, that. Lee, get your drums out. <laughs> hey, there you go. Blake, if you ever need two drummers, uh, Musiadio Lee is an excellent drummer. Oh, yeah? Thank you. Lee can drum? Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah I play drums. <laughs> Maybe we could throw you some music. We uh, we need some percussion on a track that we're working on. We can see what you got. You in for that? Absolutely, yeah. If you want to send it over, I can have a listen to it. I can put some to, yeah. to it. Hell yeah, yeah. let's do it. Hell man. yeah, man! It's awesome, right? Awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a good we thing. Well, well I'll send you, <laughs> give me your email and I'll send you a track that we're working on, and we'd like to get some uh, percussion on it. See what yeah, cool. Awesome. No, am, I okay, am I okay to send uh, Lee your email, Blake? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. cool. But boys, we've been going for like nearly two and a half hours now, and I know, I know that the cousin brothers are on a, a busy schedule. Oh no, no, we got a song. We got a song. <laughs> Come on in. Louis <laughs> <laughs> a fight. Huh? Go ahead, Mike. Oh, let's, it's all the same. Hmm? Only that Louis change Greer's the same He's always making it up as he goes <laughs> We'll close it out UAPs They're flying all over They are a threat <laughs> And I feel like I'm... Oh, sorry. Wait a minute. Fault. Those aren't the lyrics that I wrote here. Hold on. What was the last line you said? I don't think that's right. I, okay. All right. We'll try it again later. <laughs> I didn't hear you. You didn't go. I took the I took the mic. I couldn't. I couldn't because you had the mic. Excuse. <laughs> Take two. Hey, listen. Listen. You, you know, everybody's heard my voice. It's nice to hear yours a little bit, Rich. With uh, <laughs> some accompanying guitar underneath. Hey, listen. <laughs> well, I think that was a good show, guys. I- I'm going to have to get going. I got uh, some things I'm working on. 
some UFO sightings just then. We're not going to suppress it. I'm not going to trickle it out. I'm just going to put it out. All right. We're committed. Blake, before you go, uh, where's, you, where's, you, where, where's, where's Brent? Where's Brent? Yeah. Come on, Brent. <laughs> I want you. I want you both in, but yo, there he is. There yeah, he is. yeah come, Brent. <laughs> come, 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 come together. Come together. Come, come together. Come together. Awesome. I, I need. I, I know I need, what he's doing. I need yep. you both together. I need you both together. Oh, Blake just uh, took a break. He's uh, walking outside. I I just want to know who, who who thinks which cousin brother's the best looking one. Blake or Brent? <laughs> What are you doing, Ollie? <laughs> Come on, man. It's, it's, I think Ollie, Ollie definitely has an opinion on this, doesn't he? Uh, he must. No, no, I can't believe that, you, you, know, you know, I think if you guys are a bit old. I'm 40 years old. Are you 40, in your 40s? This is his 30s, isn't he? Right, right Blake? You're thir- Brent, are you 30s? 30, 38? <laughs> Just turned 30. December 30th, uh, 1980, we're born. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. Actually, this, uh, 1970. We're 50. We just turned. Jeez, 50. no, no, no! You're aliens. You, you boys are aliens. Yeah, that Hawaii living. I told you. Apparently, we have some Shit. DNA dating back to uh, Ponce de Leon. Maybe that has something to do with it. Who knows? <laughs> Got a little of that family youth spreading it. Oh my actually, god! I, I thought I looked young for my age. That's, that's a, uh, it must be. It must be. It must be that Hawaiian cream. Uh, but no, thank you. Uh, I, I, I appreciate you both coming on. Uh, but but Brent, we want to see you more. We want to see oh, you more. I'm in there all the time. I'm always in yeah, the time. You're always behind the camera. No, no. Have you been watching Third Phase of Moon Redor? Yes, I have. I, no, I want to see. I want to see you more. I want to see you on the panels. I want to see you on the panels. Um, but yeah, no. Thank you so much cool. for joining like this us. Has, this is the first time we've known Ollie. What ten years now, and we finally got on your show. That's excellent. Finally. And it's yeah, also being here with us. Great discussion. It's just great time. to have everybody talking, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, and I can't remember the last time I saw you guys do any sort of interview on camera. You know, we always hear your voice, which is great, but this is a, a rare treat that you've given us here today. They were on my show last week. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's a rarity, though, Rich. It's a rarity. <laughs> it's, it's a rarity, rarity. bud. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I, it's, just, it's, a, it's kind of a new, we're in a new, like, uh, <laughs> Things are just rising. I think it's about time we kind of come out more and more, kind of put our face out. Uh, Blake's kind of like, yeah, he'll be kind of lead the front man, get that narrative on there. I'm great to kind of be there on the side and kind of just support that effort. I'm in there just as much. Me and Blake collaborate pretty much on a 50-50 level, getting third phase of moon and keeping it to where it is, a platform strong. And, yeah, it's just great to uh, have our panel members, too, working hard behind the scenes and in front of the scenes, getting on camera. It's just, it's been a great ride this past year. Do you know what would be great? To see you boys on Joe Rogan. Mm. Mm-hmm. That That's would what be I great. Would like to see. Why hasn't that happened? Yeah. Why hasn't it? Why hasn't Joe Rogan reached out to the Cousins Brothers? Come on, Joe. Good question. What a story it would be. Yeah, boys, though, be, before you, I know you got to go, but before you do, so when when is the deadline for the Greer versus, uh, well, not versus, but the, the discussion, the, the grown-up discussion of Lou, uh, Corbell, and Dr. Stephen Greer, and uh, the Pope. Yeah, I think, yeah, not uh, the Pope, Nick Pope. 
The yeah, well, so we talked to him maybe three days ago. It's been, he said, about two and a half weeks. He's in some, he's doing something this uh, next couple weeks. He's kind of been, he's going to be wrapped up. But after that, he's going to be totally free. So there's not an exact date, but it's going to be within a two weeks, a day or so past that, maybe right, maybe two weeks from now. But it's going to happen. We're guaranteeing that. So just get prepared. Buckle the fuck awesome. up. Is Salah That's coming it. on too, right? That's it, Brent. And Salah, I think that's the first time I've heard one of the cousin brothers swear. (laughs) Got to be a first time. We're interviewing uh, Michael Salah next week. We got a great shoot with him. We're going to be on location. He's got some new info. Sounds like there's some uh, disturbing things behind the scenes, and that'll be uh, be executed in our new doco. And then uh, reading. Oh yeah, uh, Greer's invited us to meet with him in Washington. So when we're Doing a road trip across America. Yeah. We're going to our state capital with Dr. Greer. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't boys, wait. Rick and Goofon are going to be jumping with us on that uh, adventure too, as well. So we can't wait for that. Finally going to hang out in person. Hell yeah. <laughs> Proper road trip. Can't, can't come quick enough. Let me tell you, that, you know, it feels like ages between now and that point. But man, am I looking forward to that? Yeah. It'll be uh, before you know it. You're right. <laughs> so, Rich, have you got a show tonight coming up? Yeah, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. Yeah, we've got a show coming up tonight. Uh, we got some new evidence. Uh, probably, break. what was the new thing that came in? What did we get, Blake? Oh, just uh, the it's always coming stuff. Out. You know, strange things in the skies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Good talking to you. Great panel. Great discussion. Great people in the chat, too. Everybody uh, hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to Elian Attic. He rocks. He nailed this up, this discussion today, bringing us all together. Good job. Thank Howdy. you, boys. Thank, Thank you, you for joining us. Appreciate it. You know it. Yes. See you guys. Keep your eyes on the skies, everybody. <laughs> Good seeing everybody. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. Good time. Good, Good show. And I do have to run off myself because uh, I'm on Black Lotus in about a half an hour have a quick bite to eat and then pop on to that show. But I want to thank you, Alien Addict, and of course, Rich and Lee and Osvaldo. Thank you very much. This was actually a very, very cool show. Of course, thank you, Third Phase of Moon. Uh, but, you know, this was really cool. I mean, I've talked to you once before, Osvaldo, and we do all have a tendency to get a little high in the emotion. I felt that today was a very grounded discussion, uh, you know, based on what the topic was. We didn't stray off too much. And I just want to thank everybody here for uh, participating and of course Ali for inviting me on to be a part of it thank you so much guys so so where are you going on Black Lotus yes Black Lotus Productions is on in a half an hour here uh, we have somebody I can't remember her name but we're going to be discussing uh, the idea that you can trap ghosts or that ghosts can be trapped in one like way shape or form yeah. yeah like Ghostbusters oddly enough Rich I mean there is something reminiscent there but this is a fairly new theory to me wherein you can without any sort of electromagnetic field capture uh, a spirit in some sort of physical space. So yeah, I'll have some questions for her and it should be a very interesting discussion given again, that this isn't necessarily a topic that comes up all the time. Ask her if they use a Faraday cage, seriously, because yeah. there was a group that uh, out in the, the South, I think it was Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used to go around trying to capture ghosts and never caught any, you know, capture spirits or entities. They'd open yeah. up the box or, you know, they'd try to test to see if there was a signal in there. That'd be, that'd be a good show. 
I am familiar, actually, with that. And uh, there were a handful of groups that were trying to do that. In fact, one was walking around saying that they had eradicated or trapped the ghost from a property doing like home calls, right, out of charity. And mm-hmm. then, of course, they'd exit the property. The cl- complaint would come in sometime later that, no, this particular entity is still here. Now, a few of those added up. And, of course, they disseminated as a result. But, I mean, it's just an interesting concept. And thank you. Yeah, I'll ask, I'll ask her about the Faraday cage. I definitely will. Oh, well, I'll yeah. be listening. Yeah, I'll be listening. <laughs> and, and Rich, you were saying you're about to do a show in how long? Uh, two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Yeah. What, what's what we got for tonight? Uh, some sightings and uh, just general talk about this show and other things. Yeah, it's a Sunday show, so everything goes. Twitter, we're going to talk about what's going on in the Twitter world in ufology. And uh, some emails, some cool sightings that the general public sent me. So that'll be fun to go over. Well, if you want to play this show, make sure you kind of watch a little bit of it so it kind of saves and you think otherwise it'll, it won't be there because YouTube won't put it up till probably. Oh, uh, that's right. Got it in your right history, Rich. You're good. Yeah, you got 20, it if you got it in your oh, history. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank you. Yeah. YouTube don't seem to put it up for 24 okay. hours, which is a bit weird. Yeah, it's weird. But, you're, you're still going through that. Yeah. Well, no, it depends what we talk about. I <laughs> find if wow. I talk about ghosts... Mm. So when I when I when I, go, when I get Jeff Young on and we're talking about ghost tech and ghost stuff, it uploads straight away. It's weird. Get it? That is weird. Hey, it's got to be something to do with the UFOs. Well, thanks for um, allowing me to use it. Yeah, it'd be cool. And some Mars anomalies we'll be doing too. And Osvaldo Franco, the channel it is coming. Yeah, not, yeah, not yet. Uh, this week we're go. Sweet. Our high water. So I will. What's be, it called? Uh, the Disclosure Revolution. That's that's a good name. Mm-hmm. It's a really good name. Yo, best of luck, bro. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely help you out. We'll definitely support you, mate. Yeah, support you. Yeah. And, and Lee, Lee, Hi. Lee, come on. Give the news. Give the news to the people. Well, obviously, what? I'm going to keep doing musty audio podcast, but uh, I always like whenever we do these sort of panel things. I come away with more and with more and more and think about it more afterwards and change my opinions and stuff. So I'm going to do like a video thing next week, probably up by the weekend um, and just digest what we've done for the last two and a half hours. And then maybe put like a short half hour recap up on my YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, pro- probably disagree with everything else I've said because you guys know more than I do. <laughs> Oh, and there'll also be a third phase UFO report going up today. Oh, ah, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, it's Absolutely a good one. Grand. It's all right. It sucks, actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I must be on my way. Thank you once again, guys. I appreciate you. Gotta go and get ready. Great to meet you, man. Show. Yeah, likewise, brother. We'll be talking, yeah? I'm ending the show now anyway, boys. So. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Have a good one. No See you later, Michael. I'll, 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 Thank I'll, you. See you, Rich. Oswaldo, Lee. <laughs> right, right, guys. What a show there. What a great show. Um, I, I want to thank everybody in the chat, all the people that have shared the link out. It's been great for the views tonight. Um, if if you still if you're still there, share the share the hell out of it. Get it shared out. Get it pushed out. Push the agenda. This way or that way. I don't know where to go. I'll be honest with you. But I want to thank you, each and every one of you in the chat tonight. You've been brilliant. You've been super respectful 
to all the uh, super chatters as well. That the um, my, my moderators, beautiful. Um, I don't know how many of you are there tonight. I've, it's hard to keep an eye on the chat when you've got so many people on screen. I struggle if I've got one person on screen because I'm always engaged with the person that's there. But the times we live in right now are absolutely bonkers. And all I'll say to each and every one of you, whatever happens, just just remember, yeah, I'm there for you. And I'll just, I'll, you know, I'll say how is it. I'll say it. I'll say it as I see it. You know, if I think there's something a little bit, you know, I'll sniff it out and I'll tell you. So yeah, stay an addict. Stay an oh, no, that's not work. Become an addict. No, I can't say that either. I'm just going to stick with good night, God bless, and mind the bugs don't bite because that's always worked for me. But yeah, guys, I love you all to pieces. Um, if you want to support the channel, check out the Patreon page. Best support you could possibly give. And I've just been having a discussion with Lee with this before. The best thing you can do for a YouTube, if you love them to pieces, is to share it out on social media because that'll grow our platform. And that's what we want. Also, guys, you want to you want to you want to wear something that's going to give you powers. It's going to give you superpowers. Check out my merch. You know these are hand hand done designs from Alien Addict. We have the classic logo, and we have we've got all sorts. We've got hoodies. We've got tops. We've got vests. You name it, we've got it. Um, and we've got some some. You can have a you can have a glass of wine in a metal cup. I, I wouldn't recommend that. Water, definitely water in there. Coke, Coca-Cola, that works. But yeah, guys, that's me. I've plugged the merch. I only do that because my wife tells me I have to. She said, if you want to keep doing this hobby, you're going to need to actually um, show that it's, it's doing the family good. So I have to kind of like just say every so often, that the best thing you can do share button good night god bless i don't know why i'm whispering but mind the bugs don't bite i love you all very dearly i'm trying to work out how to end the show you are listening to must see audio